0: and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I'm talking with my friend from across the pond, Matt Kirby. What's up, dude?
1: Hello, Joe.
0: (laughs) So excited to get you on the show again.
1: Yeah, man, it's been... how long... right, okay, remind me how long it's been, because I think I know, but I'm not 100% sure.
0: It's for sure been over a year because that's what it said right. on the Skype call.
1: <laughs> I think I didn't even I didn't even look at that. Oh God that would have been an easy answer, wouldn't it? Fucking hell. <laughs> I think it was Christmas two thousand and twenty.
0: I'm I'm scrolling through iTunes right now to try and find it.
1: Because I remember it was probably just after I did a PCL episode. As I so often am on your show, just after I've done a PCL episode, cause that's when you remember me.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I get married again. Uh, it you was guys, February twenty first of twenty twenty one.
1: There we go. All right, so it was, it was yeah. So was it's been a little right. over a year. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, a lot has happened. I mean as as anyone that that knows me on social media will know it it's been a fucking weird year dude like the weirdest um so when when I spoke to you last I was just buying a new house wasn't I yes so that all went through eventually about a month after I spoke to you we bought it and and from that point on my singular focus so so we, we we just to recap on it we sold our our old house in december 2020 we went into rented accommodation through a, a, a old or an ex-friend of mine shall we say now um and we rented a property for six months which cost us a very amount of money but that's that's what we thought right we do that whilst we do the renovations on the new house so I went into rented Eventually, after I spoke to you, a month after, uh, we the sale went through, and then we had three months left of rental. So I had three months to completely renovate a four-bedroom house.
0: That's a so, crunch.
1: Uh, okay, yeah, that would be fun. Okay, let's do that. That sounds sensible. So, <laughs> and I mean, I so I went in and I just went for it. I had a sole focus of like right. June 18th 2021 we have got to move into this house. so at that point I need four finished bedrooms, I need a working bathroom, and ideally I'd need some sort of kitchen. Now, the kitchen was a problem because that never happened. but everything else I got done. But I went I, so I came in and I took everything out every inch of pipework, every inch of cable, every inch of old lava and plaster, every inch of old stud work, and I replaced everything on my own well i I didn't do the cabling and the pipework but all the all all the laboring work i did and eventually we got it done i got i got everyone moved in on june june 18th we moved in the bathroom was working the bedrooms were finished um the carpet and the windows went in the day before we moved in it was a fucking nightmare but i got there i did it all (laughs) wow so yeah, it was it was, and I was I was broken by the end of it. I was broken. In between that, I'd been diagnosed with plantar fasciitis on my feet. So that's you know you, you must know what plantar fasciitis is. Yep, you know I,
0: I occasionally struggle with that myself. Yeah, so I diagnosed with that. So, no,
1: this is this is the problem. This is why you can't walk properly. Like, okay, fine, we'll do the insoles. So I did insoles. Shit, all this, problem, blah blah blah. It's just ridiculous, stupid things. And so I moved in. On, on say the 18th of June and I was like right I am going to just before I go back to work I'm going to take a month because I hadn't really stopped for like just seven days a week 12, eight, 12 15 18 hour days in this house getting it ready for everybody to move in so I thought right I'm going to take a month because I was I I mean physically I was absolutely ruined I, I was I could I could barely stand I had no strength left I was exhausted all the time um, and I thought I just completely like over exhausted myself like to the point where this, you know, it's like, right, I've got to stop because this could be really bad. So I was like, okay, right, let's chill out and I'll do a little bit. And we put the wardrobes together and, you know, moved a bit of shit around and just tidied up and whatever, what have you. And, uh, and it nothing seemed. I didn't seem to be getting any better. So I was like, right, getting work. Yeah, you know, it's not. I'm still feeling tired, and I'm still struggling to do stuff. And I'm getting random aches and pains in weird places. And oh, okay, fine, all right. We'll just just plod along through and carry on. Sorry.
2: <coughs>
1: and um, we, we we sort of got right. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll now get on with downstairs. Because what I'd done was I so I'd done upstairs of the property, um, so that we had a, a living area. And then I said, "Right, we'll start with downstairs." So we cleared the kitchen area. We got the 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 it all plasterboarded and plastered and organised. And I, I, I couldn't help the plasterer do anything any any of it. So I, and Cat eventually said, "Look, please go to the doctors just to find out what was wrong." And it it, it was actually a, a couple of weekends in a row I was feeling really really bad, and it was it was, felt like I was constipated. Which is a horrible, I mean, it's a horrible subject to bring up, but it, it felt like I was just really bunged up. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to eat, but it just—it was really painful. I was like, oh, no, no, fine, I'll be all right. I'll take some some lactatives or whatever, and just, it'll be fine. I probably just had too much cheese or some bullshit. Um, okay, so look, just please go to the doctor. Went to the doctor's on, I believe it was a Monday morning, and he said, oh, I can't see or feel anything wrong with you. Your, your urine test looks clear doesn't seem to be any problems but look just in case let's do a blood test just to rule everything out uh, and then we'll 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 go from there I like, okay fair enough first blood so this is 43 years no, 42 years old never done a blood test before right never first blood test i did <laughs> so a week later on the friday my kitchen had literally been delivered It was all in boxes, all ready to be put together for me, by me, over the weekend to get my wife this beautiful kitchen she'd been dreaming of for months. I got a phone call from the doctor. He said, right, um, your kidneys are failing. You need to get to hospital now. Not tomorrow morning, not in an hour, this minute. If you need an ambulance, we will send one for you. I was like, oh, okay. Okay that's fuck cool <laughs> <cat>. fuck indeed <laughs> yeah fuck i mean it was uh, the, the the levels that were sort of told to me was the creatine level which is not the good creatine or i don't know how it works, but basically your your body should be producing somewhere between sort of 80 and 100 of this per per parts per million blood cells. i don't know how it works but but that's the number they said it should be around that i was at 450 so all the poisons that my body should have been taking out to leave me with this number, it wasn't happening. So this was why all my muscles were hurting. This is why I was I was I was exhausted and feeling shit all the time, just because my body was literally just flooding with poisons that my my kidneys should have taken out.
0: Oh yikes!
1: So so they rushed me. So, so a phone cat said right. This is what I said. She rushed me up to Guildford. They and of course it's COVID. Still COVID thing going on. So cat couldn't come in with me, she just literally had to drop me at the door with a quick bag I'd packed, not knowing what was going on. And they admitted me to the AEU, which is the um uh the emergency assessment unit. And um sorry, my son keeps on trying to come in.
2: Um, <laughs> so yeah they,
1: he's he's a look sorry. Um so they yeah, they they admitted me and there I was all night on my own, which was weird because it's the first night i would ever spent in hospital as well. So you know, two things first, which was wonderful. Um, so they they put me in, um, started me on IV fluids uh, and all the rest of it. And the first night, I mean, I was I was I'm not I'm not ashamed to say I was fucking. I basically just cried all night because I was shitting myself. Oh, I was like, man. what the fuck? How the fuck? And of course, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know what the protocol was and and, and it was like, fucking what fuck am I, what am I fucking doing here It's just so surreal, so they um they then kept me in in my local hospital for five days um every day was a new doctor come around and have you done this have you got have, you know have you got AIDS? have you got cancer have you are you diabetic every single fucking day do you think, all right, you took the blood test, you know all of this why are you still asking? Why are you not finding solutions? It's really fucking annoyed me. Uh, and eventually, they sent my results, my blood work results, um, to the local kidney hospital, which is about sort of twenty-five, thirty miles north, just sort of south London, basically. Funnily enough, about fifteen minutes away from where Nana lives, which is quite cool. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Frat, which is awesome, um, and they 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 sent them to there, and they got back within like thirty minutes to go to, to my local, and just said, right, we know what it is, get him up here now. Um, we need to get this sorted before it, because you you're not doing it any good. What you're doing, so they rushed me up to St Helia Hospital, got me admitted on the Wednesday night. So I'd been, so I went into I went into hospital on the Friday. Wednesday, they rushed me up to St Helia And they said, right, Mr. Kirby, uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to do a kidney biopsy. And then if we'll get the test back and if it's everything, everything is what we think it is, then we should be able to start you on your on your medication. Great. Thanks very much. So that was it Thursday morning. They flipped me over on my back, put a fucking knitting needle through my side, took a tiny tiny or two or three little punctures from my kidneys, which was fun and weird because um, it was all only on the local anaesthetic, which was just bizarre. Um, did that, took the results, and said, "Yep, yeah, it is this. It's this." Um... So I, I got diagnosed with anchor-positive renal vasculitis, which sounds really awesome, but it's not. It's <laughs> fucking horrible autoimmune disease. Oh no! Um, yeah. So they said, "Right, this is what it is. It's your immune system attacking your blood cells." uh, and causing inflammations in the kidneys, which is then opening the filters up and allowing all the poisons through. So what we've got to do is we've got to suppress your immune system during COVID.
0: Uh, Not ideal. (laughs) Yeah,
1: great. This is the time to do it. So to do that, it's a massive cause of steroids, um, which were horrible. Uh, and not the good kind of steroids where you get really fucking buff and swollen shit. <laughs> they were the kind of steroids that left me with handshakes, insomnia, headaches, oh no. um, massive cravings for food that would just pile on the pounds. And then the other treatment that I had to go for, um, I think I did a total of six treatments over 16 weeks, was what they call chemo light which is a forty percent potency chemotherapy, um, which is which was wasn't the worst thing in the world because because it was wasn't the potency that you would get the cancer. Obviously, I didn't lose my hair and I didn't have that, but I still had the sickness and the feeling of nausea for uh, like three or four days afterwards. And then, um,
2: <clears throat> so sort of
1: that got all done and out of the way. And, and I went into remission and, and now we're on meds for the rest of my life, suppressing my immune system. So, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. I mean, you know, during that time, I spent more time in bed than I've ever spent in my life. Um, I slept so much I couldn't tell you. And funnily enough, I was all right through most of it. Actually, I was really quite, I mean, you, you know, you spoke to me a couple of times. Yeah i was pretty positive through the whole thing i was like no this is i'm all right i'm i'm cheerful i'm happy Uh, and yeah i got to the other side and i think i went into remission in in january i think the beginning of january so that's then the the chemo's finished with the infect the inflammation has gone so my kidneys are now working though i think they're they're working at around 50 to 60 percent capacity which is enough. It, it's good enough. It, it might, it might get better over time. It might not. But it depends on how much damage was done whilst this whole filter thing was happening. And now I'm just on meds for the rest of my life. I've got to take um, and uh, auto uh, immune suppressants for the rest of my life, and just keep. Otherwise, it could all come back and you know go somewhere else. It could go heart, lungs, brain. Oh no. Yeah, all so- yeah, it could. It, it's 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 really fucking serious. It's not, you know, this is it's not a jokey jokey. It, it, and I, I always felt really really bad because any time I was putting a post up, I was like, you know, I, I don't want sympathy about this. This isn't cancer. It isn't as bad as that. It's not, you know, I don't feel like I'm going through anything. Um, and it, it and it didn't. It, it's like no, okay, this is fine. It, it sucks, but it's fine. Um, and then I went into remission and that's when it got bad. When I went into remission, that's when I really started to struggle. And this is, you know, I, um, because all of a sudden I was like, right, I've got to start going back to work. I've got to start doing stuff now and I've got to start. And all of my strength had gone, like everything had gone. Um, I couldn't lift sheet material for work anymore I couldn't uh, I still had shakes so I was struggling to, to, to use a tape measure and a pencil because I would just shake all the time oh and no I, it was it was really fucking really bad really really bad to the point where I I came home quite a few times like no fuck this I'm just gonna sew all my tools and um just just I can't I don't want to do this shit anymore I just hate it and it was I was really fucking really really miserable um and, and I spoke to a couple of people that, that were funny enough that were cancer survivors and they said, yeah, it's, it, it's a very odd thing that, that no one tells you or uh, no one realizes that it's not actually the cancer that dealing with the, 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 treatment and the cancer isn't the problem. It's the aftermath when people think you're okay again. And and you're not, you're, it really fucking like smacks you round the face when you've got to come back to reality and back to, to a normal, like now you've got to get up and go to work. It was like, fucking hell. I haven't done that in eight months. Now you've got to get up and do this and you've got to do a full day's work and you've got to start working. Jesus Christ. That was really fucking hard, really hard. And I'm, I'm, I'm only now really. And we're we're nearly coming up a year since, since I was taken to hospital. I'm only now feeling back to my old self. And that's through me fucking pushing myself every single day, getting on my exercise bike, going to work, like literally trying to push myself a little bit further every single day so that I can get my strength back. And now all of a sudden I can lift stuff again. It's 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 heavier than it was and it's harder than it was, but I can do it. I can just like you know, I can throw a sheet of material up and I can I can do it all. So I'm 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 in a better place and I'm happier and I'm out on my bike again, which is like the best fucking like it's the best therapy in the world. Oh, it I bet that is. felt really good that first ride. Back. Uh, oh, and I tell you, so the the first ride back was really awesome, or the first proper ride. So I did a couple of like I'm going to try it. I'm going to see how I get on. And I, But I had a load of problems beforehand. I mean, I, I went to get on my bike. I was like, oh, wait a minute. The front and back brakes aren't working. I was like, oh, fucking hell. So I had to bleed the brakes. Like, Fair enough. Did that. Le- learned to do that. And then I got on the bike. And the back shocks, the back suspension shock sounded like it had got a, a leak in it. I was like, oh, fucking. Hell. So I took that, got that service because it had a leak on the o-ring. So it took loads of little humps and bumps of like me getting, oh, I'm ready to go. And then I hurt my back. I was like, oh, God. The, my first proper ride back out was when I was almost at my absolute darkest moment with with like trying to get back to where I wanted to be. And it was I was really miserable. And I was like, no, I want to sell everything. I don't want to do this anymore. I just I'm really fucking miserable. And there's, there's another factor to that, which I'll tell you in a minute. And all of a sudden I said, right, I, I'm going out i'm, I'm going to go on my bike and just just sort of see how far i get and i did my usual kind of route and i go from here and i think it's about a 200 foot elevation it's not a lot and i cycle up to the the my viewpoint and I, anyone that knows me again on social media will always see that i take a lot of photos of this viewpoint because it's this where the sun sunrises rises in the morning and it's really beautiful Um uh, so i cycle up there and then i came back down And I took a route I'd never taken before, just because I thought, oh, I'll just see what's down this little track, you know, as you do when you're walking or anything. It's I'll just see where this goes. And all of a sudden, I found myself coming down probably a 30-degree slope, (laughs) really, really, and it it was long, um, really craggy, really rocky, really rutty. And I just had to let go of the brakes and turn my brain off completely and it's that it, it's the same as climbing it's the same as anything ad- that's adrenaline fueled or there's danger there it just kind of isolates your brain to thinking to concentrate on that mo- the moment you're in you know yes it's like if if i don't pay attention to this i'm dead everything else washes away from your brain your peripheral vision just focuses in on where you're going where you're pointing your your, your your tire, where you're putting your hand, where your focus is, is, and everything else goes. And I came back from that ride, and Kat said it was like I was, I, I just completely different person. And from then on, my focus has been right, no, nope, back, 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 and I've been all right. But it was that I don't. I think if I hadn't have gone on that ride that night, I don't know what what would have happened, how far it would have gone. Because it was just, I needed that that moment of like my brain has to turn on i have to have that you know that adrenaline of just like no you've got to focus where you're going because if you don't focus you're fucked
0: <laughs> and it, it's, it's like it's a reset incredible. for you yeah because yeah, it, it like gave you a different sort of stress to focus on that you know was clear stress. and present in front of you
1: it wasn't even a stress it was more the fact that that it was just like it, it everything had to focus on where i was going because if, if if i wasn't focused on that if i had a moment of doubt or thought in my head that wasn't about where i was pointing my tire i was i was done for i was gone <laughs> see that's and stressful really, to me <laughs> no that's fucking that's awesome i love that it's like the best The best feeling in the world sometimes is just...
0: Oh, God. Whenever I'm in the middle of those situations, there's always a point where I have a conversation with myself and go, why are you doing this? (laughs) What are you trying to prove, Joe?
1: No, no, no. (laughs) But I know what you mean with the
0: clarity, though, because
1: it does... Yeah, it's weird, isn't
2: it?
0: Yes, it's like all of of the peripheral bullshit is gone, and you are pinpoint 100% laser-focused on this one little task that you are... Incredibly aware of the fact that if you don't execute it perfectly, you're going to be in a world of shit.
2: Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, and it's, everything those else sorts just of washed away. It was like nothing else is important. All that's important is like keep this focus. And I came out of that, and I was just like, no, actually, I'm all right. I, all the bullshit had gone. I still have the same doubts, but it wasn't weighing me down anymore because all the weight had just washed off. So it was. It was a strange one, but. Yeah, so now, yeah, I'm, where are we now? June, I'm working full-time again. I'm struggling with money. Isn't everyone in this fucking crazy bullshit world with the prices of everything going up? And, and
0: Oh, dude, so so you guys are hitting that, having that really bad inflation over there too? Because it's been ridiculous over here how much like groceries and shit is costing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It really is insane. I mean, petrol prices at the moment are the worst thing we've got to deal with. Because um, that's coming up to two pound a liter. So what? how many liters in a gallon? Ooh, Don't make me ask Siri uh, almost,
0: <laughs> I think almost four. I think it's like so three
1: points. How much is it a gallon of, of petrol or gas for you guys at the moment?
0: Uh, the last time I filled up, it was about $4.30 a gallon.
1: Right. At the moment... So, so, here you would be paying nearly eight to ten pounds a gallon Ugh. so eight to ten pound would be about uh fourteen bucks a gallon.
0: Holy shit, yeah, that is yep. way more expensive than it is here
1: yeah cat cat put twenty pounds in, so that would be about 20, 25 bucks It got her eighty eight miles on the car <laughs> on a diesel car.
0: oh my goodness, that's yeah, disgusting
1: it's, it's fucking ridiculous and and it just keeps going up. um yeah i mean we've noticed it a little bit on fuel on on food and stuff but not as much um obviously the the electricity prices and gas prices have gone up but it's it's horrible and 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 of course not having worked for nearly you know nearly a year or over a year really because i I didn't work well obviously i didn't get paid while i was doing my property um all of a sudden we're trying to catch up with with finances and the lovely thing is the the other reason i was so stressed was with, with with sort of coming coming into remission is that my lovely insurance company that I was, I pay my money to have my serious, now, remember this word, serious illness cover. I phoned them on the day I was, I I got home from hospital and I think it was about two or three days afterwards, yeah, probably two or three days afterwards, I phoned them and said, this is what I have, this is the actual medical diagnosis of what I have Developed my disease. Am I covered? They said, "Yes, Mr. Kirby, you're covered. We'll send you a claims pack now. Expect a phone call from our nurses in a couple of days. Let us know if you need anything else." At that point, I was like, "Oh, fucking fantastic! This is great. I pay my money. I'm finally going to get you know. I, I'm going to get what I pay for. It's wonderful." So I. Fill all the forms in. I get my doctors to fill all the forms in. I send it back to them. Ah, oh, well, Mr. Kirby, we're going to um, refer you for six months because it's a very early case and it's a very early claim. So we'll see how you are in six months and then we'll see what we can do about a payout.
0: Oh, fuck. Really? Oh,
1: so they're basically telling right, okay. you
0: on your own for six months?
1: Yeah, basically. Oh, God.
0: Okay. This, was, really already three months. this was already
1: three... This was already a month after I was diagnosed. So bearing in mind that Kat had to stop work because she was, she had to be on my carer. I couldn't drive. I couldn't lift anything for, I couldn't really get out of bed or lift anything for like the first two weeks, I think, because of the, the biopsy, because otherwise I could cause a bleed or a tear. Um, Ugh. And after that, it just, you know, and the trouble is, and it, it sounds silly, but she can't leave me alone because I will start doing stuff that i shouldn't be doing of you know? course you
0: can't stop yourself
1: I'm, yeah i'm that person i'm that guy that's like i oh, don't know i'm gonna fit, start fit in the kitchen because it was all still sitting downstairs in boxes
0: and you have nothing to do except for sit on your hands and think about well i could be putting up these cabinets exactly. i could be doing this or that oh, even though you're not 100%. supposed to
1: a hundred percent so she was like no i'm gonna i'm gonna t- I'll be your carer because again i had to travel from Hazelmere to St Helia, which is like a 50 mile round trip, trail, 50 mile trip there and 50 mile back to have my treatment every two weeks. Um, so, so it's like, all right, okay, neither of us were working. Luckily we still had a little bit of money left over from the, from the house sale, um, which kept us going. So I was like, okay, fine. Six months, whatever, fine. So we sort of just got on with it. Got done. I think I had to get a loan out because to cover bills and stuff because I was, I was expecting them to pay out. That was what they said they were going to do. And then, so six months down the line, they came back and refused, to get, refused it again.
0: Oh, the rat said, fucking. No, you're, bastards. Not seriously,
1: you're not seriously ill enough. I was like, what the fuck do you mean I'm not seriously ill enough? How serious do I have to be? And I looked into it. If I had a stroke, they'd pay out instantly. If I got testicular cancer, they'd pay out instantly. I could be back at work quicker with testicular cancer than I could be with vasculitis. But because it's rare, it's not covered. So what they've tried to do is process my claim with the side effects of my disease, i.e. the kidney failure. But that's not what the problem is. The problem is the vasculitis. So I've got to... I mean, I, I haven't done it yet, and I'm shit for it, but I've got to write a complaint letter to them and say, look, I feel you're dealing with my case unfairly, blah, 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 blah you told me this and you've got to request all my telephone conversations with them actually on Monday. Because if they, if I can get that yes point that I was told right at the beginning, they're fucked. They've got no option but to pay out because they said yes. And that's it.
0: So so Um, what are we all supposed to just record our own phone calls when we're dealing with insurance companies? Because they're more concerned about their bottom line than, than protecting and and helping the people who pay into them every fucking month
1: fucking horseshit dude basically. it makes me like,
0: like it makes me so okay. mad that i like okay. i could go on a real tirade uh, <laughs>
1: right I, now about you, you, it. it pisses me you, off how do you think dude. i feel at the moment really oh, I, legend, no, i'm really fucking lazy. no i bet you I'm were being really, f- really oh i'm just it, it made i'm of course being in that situation you're going through a stressful time enough without having to worry about finances. That's what you're fucking paying their money for. Exactly. You're so paying you this every fucking
0: month so that when shit hits the fan, they're taking you're care of covered. you and instead they want to fucking, well, no, no, because of X, Y, Z, we're not going to help you, but we're going to review it again in six yeah. months. In six I, months.
1: I, fuck so you. It, it's basically this, right? They said, because uh, the, what, the disease you've developed the treatment is very successful, right? So 98% of treatments are successful getting into remission. Yeah. And then staying in remission is relatively okay. So that's their argument. However, I've spoken to solicitors and other people in the, in the industry and they said, yeah, but if you stop taking your medication, what happens She said, well, I'll get kidney failure and I die. She said, so what they're saying is bullshit. The severity doesn't matter with whether the cure works. If you develop, if you had a heart attack, and you had a stint put in, that cures you, but it's still a heart attack. It Doesn't matter of, of, of whether the cure works quickly or slowly. If you have something wrong with you that is wrong with you for the rest of your life, and is critically or it, it can be classed as critical critical illness, because if you don't medic- if you're not medicated for it, you will die. That's a, it's, it's all it. There is no. Uh, he'll probably be all right. No. It's like if you don't, you're dead. That is a serious illness. That is actually a critical illness. So they're just talking bullshit, and a lot of people have just said you, you, they were they, they, you you could win this. It's not a problem, but it's just such a fucking ball to go through it when all I've got to worry about now is making sure that I can pay the mortgage and keep everyone afloat, and I shouldn't have to be worrying about this fucking horseshit. Of like right, I've got to write in a complaint letter. Then I've got to go through the financial ombudsman. Then I've got to go to private court and sue them. it's like, just, I pay my money and I wasn't even expecting the full payout. I was, the, I was that guy that was like, no, I don't want the full payout. I just want them to cover my loss of earnings. It's like, I don't want them to pay off my entire mortgage. I just, all I wanted is like, I don't know, cut the, you know, 20,000 quid to keep me afloat.
0: Yeah just to be treated fairly for a service exactly. that you're already you know, paying for.
1: Yeah. The worst thing was I had to fucking contact them every time. They never contacted me as like, I had to chase them. It's like, when am I going to get an answer? When am I going to do this? I'm running out of money. I haven't got enough money to pay the mortgage, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. Oh, fuck's
0: sake, cunts. Fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's fucking evil. Um, it always makes me go back to a line in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where they're talking about somebody, some group of people. It was in—I don't remember exactly what profession it was, but it was a j- despised profession. And it said in the in the their entry in the Hitchhiker's Guide said they were the first against the wall when the revolution came.
1: <laughs> I think it was insurance salesman.
0: I think it might have been insurance salesman, but and I couldn't that, remember that's... for sure if I was just being like. Uh, uh, influenced by um, our conversation. I, but I remember it's a really funny part in the book because it's talking about how there was like a a really, um, like the the current guide said that when revolution comes, they'll be the first against the wall. Yeah. And like somehow they found some future guide, guide or a copy of the guide that was from way in the future. And so then it was in the past tense. And it was when the revolution came, they were the first against the wall.
1: <laughs> that w- That was the... That's the third book, isn't
0: it? Puck, it might be, dude. I get them all mixed up I in my head. Because
1: I was, I was listening, I literally listened to that this week. Okay, so Audible. that was probably in Life, the it.
0: Universe, and everything else, not in Hitchhiker's Absolutely, Guide. Absolutely, yeah, it was. Okay. It, I
1: think it was, it was uh, something that Slotty Barfar said or something. Was, I remember <laughs> it exactly as, you are right, it was Insurance Salesman.
0: I love that his yeah. ship has got an invisibility <laughs> field called Somebody Else's Problem, because people just <laughs> yeah. naturally ignore yeah. other
2: people's problems. <laughs>
1: Yeah 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 I love it. What was it? uh um oh, man. Uh, SCP wasn't it? SEP, yeah. It's S-E-P, someone else's problem.
0: <laughs> the the main computer uh, the ship was like a it was a restaurant table with uh yeah. with robots all like arguing over the bill and everything because that's well, like the
1: bistro math or something wasn't
0: it? <laughs> it was like yeah it was something to the effect of uh, the laws of mathematics don't the normal laws of math don't apply. <laughs>
1: like when you're a, tallying in... <laughs> up the bill in a bistro yes. <laughs> so that's how they quantified
0: space travel. Yeah. God, uh, fucking got, Douglas Adams. That guy was so funny.
1: He is a He was a fucking genius. I've got a. I've I've,
0: I've just started to to get
1: back into the audible books because I mean I, I I kind of dropped off on loads of podcasts when I was ill. So um, besides you know you and a, and a, and and PCL and a couple of choice others, I kind of waned off a lot of them. Um. <clears throat> so I, I've I've been listening to a lot more Audible recently, um, and I listened to I don't know you've you've done it um, the Hail Mary
0: project. Oh, I have you, not Andy heard of Weir. that one. What what is that? that
1: have you have you have you, any of Andy Weir's books? Nope. He, he's the guy that wrote The Martian.
0: Oh, okay. Yep, I'm familiar so, with the film. So
1: it's all very you should you should read that book. It's fucking superb, much better than the movie. So all of this stuff is very rooted in science, and it's it's all. 98 percent science accurate so all the stuff in the martian is plausible it's it's all scientifically it makes sense
0: i love those books uh, like that where you can tell the author did a shitload of yeah. research and, he, and it's and like he's you learn things his, he's
1: you... done it yeah he's done it in all of them so he's done so he's done the martian he's done a, a one called artemis which is really good and then project hail mary which was just bizarre um but but i can see it being a film so it's <clears throat> to give you a very rough synopsis, without going into it, he uh, a a um, a bacteria is discovered on Neptune that is eating the sun. Oh wow! And, and is causing the sun to dim by a percent every ten years, so it was like two percent, and we go into an ice age or something ridiculous like that, isn't it? Um, and then it they set off to, but then they discover in another one of the other solar systems in our galaxy. That the sun has this same problem, but that that sun isn't dimming. So they set off an intergalactic ship to to find out why this this isn't. It, I can't say too much because it spoils it, and I don't want to spoil it. Cause it's a really fucking good book, Um and it, it's. But the, the 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 way he writes is very clever because, as well as being scientifically ninety percent accurate or whatever, um, he always writes from. The almost like the person's writing a journal
0: okay first person point of view
1: yeah and i really like that i really like the way it does it so it's a really good listen and do listen to it on the audible because it it, i think it it would be it's better on the audible than it would be reading the book because they kind of the sound the the way they use sound is very clever so definitely check it out yeah so i've listened to that i've listened to um Neil Gaiman's Chivalry and Hitchhiker's Guide this week. So uh, I've been doing quite a few uh, Audible books.
0: Yeah, you can't go wrong with those Hitchhiker's Guide books. I've got no, the the copy where it's got like, I don't know, five or six of the stories all together. And
1: so, yeah, the Hitchhiker's Guide, Restaurant in the Universe, Life of Everything, Mostly Harmless, and So Long Thanks for the Fish. <laughs>
0: so Long and Thanks for All the Fish. <laughs> Love it. it's so good i keep telling aiden i'm like dude you need to pick this up but i i feel like i give him like six book recommendations a week so just get
1: get watching the movie
0: yeah i should i should show him the movie because i think they did a really good job with with that one
1: job with that it It was was, it was really really fantastic
0: all the casting was really well done
1: I mean, Sam Rockwell. I just... was
0: just going to say, Sam Rockwell was—he totally fucking nailed Riddick it. Marvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it, it's iconic, and it, it's a real shame that it didn't do better because I think they could have gone on and done more.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I... yeah um
1: Moss death as um, um, as four prefects.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, why?
1: How? When did anyone think that that was going to work? But it worked so well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great.
1: Fuck, Love now, it. I wanna, oh. now I want
0: to go watch that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why not? I might watch it later as well. But yeah, no, it's so good. He is God, fucking what is genius. he reading?
0: Right now, he's, he's working his way through all the Jason Aaron Thor books, because they're pretty much all oh, free on Comixology yeah. Unlimited. And with the movie coming right up, I was oh, like, here's what you got to read. And so then he, he actually took me up on that. And so pretty proud of him. for comics
1: for a long time. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been terrible. I, you know, that was the weird thing, right? When I was ill and I was sitting in bed, I I couldn't... I was so bored, and I don't know whether you've ever gotten to this point, I was so bored that I couldn't get interested in anything new. So I literally sat here on my bed where I am now, and I watched the entirety of Angel, and then I watched <laughs> the entirety of Bones,
0: comfort food yeah, I, I mean it's comfort TV yeah, yeah. you went back yeah, to, to something that you knew you loved and you knew you were going to yeah, have a good time I, with it wasn't anything didn't new have
1: to concentrate
0: yeah that you were getting into it's just you're returning to old friends and it was a time that you needed yeah. them so that makes sense yeah right?
1: yeah exactly so I, I just couldn't I couldn't watch anything new so I hold these films oh you gotta watch this you gotta watch that it's like, oh, I just can't I can't concentrate on it I just want to and I was dozing in and out of consciousness a lot when I after like a couple of days after I had the chemo so I was like right just watch old shit. And it was good. So I haven't actually read a lot. I, I did do a bit of reading. I did start reading Sandman. Oh, um, I love Sandman. Which I've really enjoyed. And I also listened to the audiobooks of that as well, which have been absolutely superb. And I cannot wait until the end of this month where we start getting the T V series because I have a feeling that's gonna be fucking superb. I
0: uh, I agree. Yeah. The everything I've seen from the trailer and the behind the scenes stuff on it has me really excited for that.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm really, really keen to watch that.
0: It's Netflix, though, right? <coughs> it is, yeah. That's so the only that. part that it'll, doesn't it'll do have a, me it'll excited. It'll do a
1: season, and then it'll get canceled.
0: Yeah, or we'll, we'll either that, or they're gonna fucking give them like a wonky CGI or something like that. Because it, it seems like they'll get these great ideas, great IPs, and then manage to whiff it. Like how bad? Did, like I, don't I can't know. believe they fucked up Jupiter's Legacy.
1: Yeah. I haven't. Uh, you know what? So many people told me it was so shit. I haven't even tried to watch it, and it's a shame because I love that fucking comic. I, oh, I wrapped up every issue of that. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be amazing." But maybe it's just one of those IPs that doesn't transfer to TV.
0: Mm. You know, it's like could be. It could be, like it could be. Said, also they just had the wrong creative team on it. You know, they didn't get a good enough budget.
1: But, but I don't. I don't think Saga could ever be a TV show. In live action it would
0: be really difficult.
1: But I, I don't think it would work. I think there's too much um, there's too much exp- exposition that you need to do in your own head to watch it at, at high speed on TV. Yeah, you know, there's too much understanding of like you, you're trying to explain to your own brain that this is normal of what you're reading.
0: Yeah. Well, when, and also a large <laughs> part of it is narration, you know, from yeah. Hazel. And I feel like yeah, exactly. they've yet to, have you seen the new Batman movie, the Batman, the Matt Reeves one? Not yet. Okay. Well, they managed to do narration like in the beginning and the end of that with, with Batman, you know, kind of narrating like the state of Gotham and where he's at and stuff. And it worked, it worked really well, but yeah. man, there's, there's some stuff I've seen where, where narration just does not work at all. And so I feel like there's a fine line to walk when you just have a, a, you know, a disembodied voice delivering dialogue. And the way it is, like in Saga, it's really sprinkled throughout the, the yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, yeah. I'm just not sure. I mean, but, like you know, Netflix gets some stuff, right? Umbrella Academy's fucking superb.
0: Oh, you're not wrong there. And and I'd even say that they improved upon the, the source material.
1: I don't know. I really enjoyed the first the first trade. I haven't read the second one yet. I haven't read um, Hotel Babylon um i've only read the the white violin
0: i read the white violin and then that there was a, the the dallas one i read also
1: yeah yeah uh, that's uh, that's the third one isn't it or is it the second one maybe i skipped no that's the now. second one no that is the second one sorry okay. hotel babylon's the newer one so no i have i only read the first one i have got the second one on comics i do need to read but again i just kind of dropped off on all comics um, for the minute, and I, I will get back to them, it's just, you know, I'm the man of a million fucking hobbies, and I always find it really difficult to <laughs> no, get. I, I know how that goes. <laughs> I've got to unlock myself time to do this, and this, and this, and this, and this,
0: and work. I say, oh yeah, fine, whatever. That's, but, that's, uh, I finally, like, disengaged myself from all, like, climbing-related stuff that I had been into. Like, I had been a board, right. board member of the Iowa Climbers Coalition for about a decade, and then you know, they... I went from being the youngest guy on the board to then years later, I was the old guy on the board. <laughs> and as soon as I was the old guy on the board, it was Hands like, out. it's time for me to quit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I was like, a I I was an admin for Iowa on mountain project, which is like a climbing route database. And then yep. I got to the point where it was like, all right, I don't even want to spend this much of my free time you know, going through a, and approving new routes and all shit like that. I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm done with this too. And it feels good. <laughs> it feels good to like cut cut those things off that I didn't have time yeah, but
1: to. do you feel like you've got any more time?
0: Not really, but it's no. like I, I've got, but now I can, I've got a smaller pool of activities that I can focus on. You no,
1: know? that's good. That's good, I suppose.
0: It's like, I have time to it's like, what, what am I interested in doing? I, I like I like playing disc golf. And so Aiden goes and does that with me quite a bit. Uh, nice. like, I like riding my bike. I have time to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, cushion. Time to to get in. <laughs> oh, are you making fun of my giant seat? Maybe. <laughs> that thing's fucking comfortable, dude. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, when I got the bike back out this spring, dude, for a couple of weeks there, it was like I needed a hashtag that was like, pray for my taint. <laughs> because oh, God. Like, oh, my God. So oh, uncomfortable. Cow. <laughs> i couldn't imagine putting that slim little nucleus seat back on even though that thing's fucking uh, cool and it weighs like as much as a feather
1: i love my seat on my, my bike <laughs> i know it's weird so so i on my my mountain bike i've got a um cloud it's called and it's kind of a very very thin memory foam on a uh i think it's a titanium frame so it's a nice saddle um And it's comfortable, really comfortable, but there isn't much cushion there, which I understand if you're going on a long ride, there's not a lot of cushion. But on my, um, I I bought myself, I I bought an exercise bike like a Peloton, but not a Peloton. Gotcha. (laughs) um, To obviously build up my strength because I wasn't, I didn't want to go out and and fucking, you know, half die on a mountain on my mountain bike when I was trying to recuperate. So I right, I'll buy an exercise bike. I'll do that. And that came with the same sort of seat. And every time I was on that for half an hour, man, I got off. I couldn't feel my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I, my nuts were gone. You could have kicked me square in the balls. I would have had a fucking clue that you had done it. That can't like, be good is, for you. <laughs> it can't be good. I was like, nope. I mean, it doesn't matter anyway, because one of the waivers I had to sign when I started to undergo treatment is, you're not planning on having any more kids, are you? Because this will fry your fellas. <laughs> <laughs> so now now I have pickled onions. <laughs> so yeah, no more kids for Kirby. We're done. I was like, nope, don't worry about it. We're all sorted. Well, at least um, you
0: didn't have to go and get the procedure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I, I've got to do some tests to make sure, because I'm not going to take the risk anyway. But, <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs>
0: So, so yeah,
1: and it came with a seat, and it honestly, I come off it. So, I, I, I and Cat wants to start using the exercise bike as well, and the and, and Alice uses it. So, we found a, a what I can only assume is a Joe Stark seat.
0: Um, <laughs> I'll send you the Android. Amazon link. That thing was memory awesome. Memory
1: <laughs> foam, memory foam, like twelve inches wide at the back with springs, and I bolted that to it, and it's like sitting in an armchair whilst you cycling. It is. Much nicer. And all of a sudden, my testicles don't go numb, which is fucking brilliant. (laughs) You know, I get off the bike and I can actually move rather than going, hang on a minute. Oh, they're coming down.
0: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I know. It's kind of hilarious that, like, I've got this, like... Fairly high-performance, like, hardtail mountain bike that I then put in, like, a dropper post and everything, got nice nice aluminum pedals and everything on it, and then this giant, stupid seat. <laughs> See, but the ridiculous
2: thing
1: is, I can go out on my bike, and I can... Well, I used to be able to, like, you know, ride for, for three or four hours, do 20, 20, 30 miles. Never had a problem with the seat. Just never... But I suppose it's a different type of riding, isn't it? You're up and down because you're standing to descend... You're sitting to to to, to climb, mm-hmm. so you're not always putting. Whereas if you're on the exercise bike, you're you're in in that static position for thirty minutes, uh, and and you're putting a lot of pressure. So I think it's probably slightly different. But but no, I'm I'm fine on my mountain bike. I I, I love it, and I, I I won't ever change my seat on my mountain bike. It's fucking wonderful. <laughs> well,
0: um, I kept that but... other seat, and I've got it in a box so it'll stay in nice, like brand new condition. So maybe someday oh. I'll graduate up to. A, do a real seat. <laughs> but for if, now I'm going with the comfort. The thing
1: is, one. if you ever find yourself going to a bike park and doing descents on, on downhill tracks, you'll need that seat. Not because you'll need it for comfort, but because you'll need it to be able to throw the bike around properly. Because it obviously doesn't take up any space. So you you can throw it between your legs without hitting yourself with the with the your, your goal wing seat you've got on there at the moment. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So that's the reason for it.
0: Well, yeah. I did figure that out fast though, how nice that is to drop that seat all the way down to the frame and go nick- going it, down big hills. It's is lovely, isn't it? It is. It's way nice. <laughs> it's one of
1: the best things about on, on mountain bikes that no one really understands about. Gotta put a dropper post on there because it just makes all the difference.
0: It's super okay. fancy. So you
1: did, you did about five miles today, didn't you?
0: Yep. Yep. Just uh nice. there's a there's a like a old iron like an iron girder suspension bridge that goes over the river just like it's like exactly two miles from my back door and so it makes it a real easy ride to just go there and back and then i've got like a loop around town just on the uh, city roads here that equals a mile and so it's like if i do four miles and i want more i can just start stacking on miles by just doing this you know big several block loop Over and over again, Um, yeah. I've I've yet to go and do anything real mountain bikey on my mountain bike.
1: Um, Oh, you've got to!
0: (laughs) It looks fun, and on the other, (sighs) it looks like something that would that would fucking like I would hurt myself doing. Also, so it's like I have to find like a bunny trail (laughs) to go on.
1: No, I mean you'd be all right on a blue. (laughs)
0: i have no idea what that means but i'll take your word for it
1: so you've got you green trail is basically like um very very mellow corners no jumps no technical stuff it's just like downhill at a bit of speed you know weaving in and out it's pretty pretty dull that sounds fun (laughs) it it is it is right and then you go to blue blues a little bit more technical you've got drops you've got berms you've got jumps you've got some technical rock gardens you know it's a little bit more like you know a little bit more fun and then you've got red and then you've got black and then you've got double black and then you've got just fucking red red, red bull rampage insanity
0: oh like the so, shit that i see on the mountain biking subreddit where like i yep, watch these yep. videos of these guys doing this stuff and i'm like no Fucking way this is cool to watch but no fucking way yeah.
1: basically yeah like you just look up red bull rampage um brendan faircloth uh lives local here and he's just an insane rider and backflipped a canyon I mean, what it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous that's like, amazing it's, the red bull rampage is done in, in in utah um up on the salt hills and it's just some of the shit they do is fucking insane. But yeah, I mean, so you'd be all right on a green, and I reckon you'd probably progress up to a blue quite quickly. And I love blue trails. They're flow trails. They're just so fun and easy and mellow, and, and they they remind me of skateboarding in the way that, that – you, you know when you used to skateboard and you had that lovely little street run that you always did and you knew where your drops were and where your kickers were and where your, your rails were? And it's like that. It's that really nice flow trail, which is, is, is nice. But it's that. It's still got an element of, of technicality and fun. Um, reds you can fucking keep. I'm not interested in doing stupid like 10-foot <laughs> gaps and fucking road gaps and six-foot jumps. It, just, it doesn't bother me. I want nice little rollers, little tabletops, um, berms, drops, like, fun stuff. So you, yeah, you need to go and find a find a little bike park and go and play on some blues.
0: Yeah, I I still haven't picked up a bike rack for my car, so th- that's part of the reason I haven't gone anywhere either. I just pretty much ride around town and go outside of town for a set amount of distance, then turn around and come back.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> another good a good a good one is um uh what's it called trail forks. Um, is a really good app for finding tr- local trails.
0: Okay, Trail Forks.
1: Like, Trail what was Forks, the app yeah. you were
0: telling me about earlier? Strava. Well, now, what's that? Yeah.
1: It's, it, it's, uh, um, it's social media for um, uh, exercise and um, like achievements, I suppose, and your workouts. Ah, that's pretty so, cool. So basically, the Strava will track your, your movement. So if you say, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a bike ride, and you say, click on your go on your on your whatever app you're using to track your ride. And then you can upload that ride to Strava, and it will, stru- it will upload your the distance, the elevation, the jumps, blah blah, 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 the route. It'll have a route map. You can write about what you did on that. You can add photos to the feed. And it's basically social media for it. And it's really good. And then people give you kudos for that achievement or for that ride or for that run or for that walk or any of this. It's just a, it's quite a, a good way of getting affirmation about what you're doing. So uh, I really cool. like it. And I just quite like the way of tracking my, my, my improvement rather than going back and looking at my Apple health app or anything else. I can go on stronger. The other nice thing is, if you're doing the same sort of routes that a lot of people do, so around here a lot of people do the similar route I do, which is it's quite a common one up up to the top of the hill and back down again. Um, and there are each segment is broken up into a separate piece, and then you can get your each segment is then timed, and you can get King of the Hill, which is being the fastest at that segment, oh, that's Not the cool. fastest overall. So so it's a little bit of competition that. Oh, I love this segment of this ride. I do. I'm going to try and be king of the hill. I'm going to beat that time. So it it it, it makes it a little bit more not video gamey, but it's a bit more of a a community that isn't directly in contact with you. So it, it's quite a good one. It's, it's a it, don't, don't don't go for the premium, which is just silly money. But it's um, the free <laughs> one is is very good.
0: Cool, Strava. Yeah, I'll have to check that Strava. out. Cause I yeah, don't know. Was... I've been pushing hard to try and get my fitness back. Um, I, I'd really like to go back and repeat, uh, like some of the boulder problems that I did, like yeah, you know, like seven, eight years ago. And so that involves losing, I don't know, like another ninety some pounds. Oof. Yeah, but it needs to happen because it's like I'm, you know, I'm entering forty two in October. I don't want to turn forty-two wing, still close to three hundred pounds. No, because then I don't see myself sticking around much past my sixties if I can't fucking get in some sort of better health, you know. It's, and I did it once through climbing, so, so I think I can do it again.
1: Yeah, it is difficult. I mean, I'm, I mean I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not overweight particularly. I'm, I'm bigger than I want to be. Um, but my problem was that obviously when I was ill all my weight went all my muscle mass diminished because I wasn't using it. Um and then all the weight built up around my, my stomach because that was where the the fucking steroids were putting it all. So I'm I'm now at the moment trying to get back to shifting that back to muscle mass and strength. Um, which is, you know, I'm on the I'm on my exercise bike at least four times a week I'm doing weights four times a week and then I go out for a proper ride once a week oh Uh, nice two rest days so that's my plus you still
0: got that very physical job right
1: and physical job I mean you know what I've been doing in the past couple of weeks I mean I've been doing like 47 flights of stairs and 13k a day just just working
2: that's just working (laughs) I've been (laughs) like that's
0: intense dude I've been fucked ruined can't (laughs) do it anymore (laughs) how much more do you have left to do on your house uh, oh too
1: much (laughs) too much and no money
0: i know how that goes i I had to redo a whole bunch of mine in 2008 and 2009 oh with the flood still don't have closet doors (laughs) i'll come and make them for you
1: (laughs) no we're, we're doing all right we've got um basically really we've only got two rooms left to finish so i've got the game room downstairs which is for me and rowan and the library nice um which is i really want to get done and actually we've just booked in the 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 electrician and the plasterer today which is great so there's that room to do and then there's the front porch bit to do with the downstairs toilet so and that's not that that will take a bit of time but we're not too desperate about it but the living room's done the kitchen's in and finished all the upstairs, the ensuite's done. All the bedrooms are finished, so we're kind of there. And then we just got the garden to do. And, and you know, with the cost of everything at the moment, we're currently thinking shit. We need to plant some fucking vegetables in the garden, man, because okay. we need to start becoming self-sustaining. So we're uh, we're going to start you know, gardening. Our, our one runner bean plant and one uh, one tomato plant at the moment is not going to cut it. <laughs> so we're going to have to go out and start. But it's, it's yeah. So we we're, we're we're there. It's just, it's not as far as I would have liked to have been. It's not as tidy as I'd like to have been. I mean, we haven't got flooring downstairs. We're just on, on the bare planks and bits of concrete and whatever. So, but it, it's, it's livable. It's a house. It's, you know, it, it's, it's a roof over our heads, which I know a lot is a lot more than, than a lot of people will get in this day and age with the house prices being what they are.
0: That's, that's
1: so true. I'm not going to whinge about any of it. I will, but I'm not going to be.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> I'm not ungrateful, shall we say?
0: Jeez, I, I did a just finished up a big backyard project where I took a about a thirty foot run of privacy fence, and it was like going right off the side of the like the back of my house, and instead yeah. I wanted to go off to the side of the front of my house so I could reclaim, you know, shit probably like I don't know, like a like a hundred and. Maybe maybe close to like a hundred square foot of Jesus like Christ. of like increasing my backyard. Where it was like before, it was like just because the way that I made the fence going off the back of my house instead of the front, it was like I just had all this area of yard that I only visited would I would mow it. And yep. so then one day I was looking at it, and I was like, you know, if I extended this fence out, I was like, I just have to take apart the fence that's right here and then just rebuild it over there because my neighbor built a section of privacy fence that took care of the other side, extending that out. And so, yeah, I finally got around to doing it. And, uh, that's th- funny. The thing that stopped me is I like close to a year ago, I put in a single fence post and it made my back hurt so bad that I couldn't hardly <laughs> move for a week. And so I just, and then there was like three more posts I had to do or three or more th- or three or four more posts. And it was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And so then finally one oh, day I had God. this epiphany and I remember that my neighbor had a motorized like auger for digging fence posts, and so I went over and asked her. I was like, "Can I use that?" And she's like, "You can." And I'm like, "Yes!" And I had those holes dug in twenty minutes.
1: <laughs> nice. Oh god, we haven't even gotten as far as fencing yet. Ugh. So uh, the garden is is a lot. There's a lot to do in that. So we have just at the moment we're just trying to keep it under control. But really, we need to get a guy in there with a digger, dig the whole thing over take out loads. load, we've got, I think there's about like four ponds in the back garden that all just need just digging out and getting rid of oh wow um, <clears throat> there's, there's sleepers it's just a mess of stuff that, that was planted so eventually we'll we'll get around to that, but again, it, financially we just got, to, at the moment we just got a plot on I mean luckily the electrician and the plumber uh, the electrician and the plaster up out there's some really good friends of mine and they've just said look, don't worry about it We'll, we'll, we'll do it for you. You can, because they both of them want me to do stuff for them.
2: Oh, so cool. It's a bit of
1: a quid pro quo. So, so it's like, no, don't worry, just get us in. If it helps you and makes you feel better and more positive, we'll do it and then you can help. So it's just awesome. I love the, the two of the nicest guys that I've ever known.
0: That's incredible.
1: Um, and they're really good. So they've, they've kind of looked after me all through this as well. And like, you know, yep, yeah, we'll come and do that when you need me to. Just give us a shout. Don't worry about it. We'll come and do it. So it's been really good um so yeah we're, we're getting there and and yeah you know, it's it, it's it, the weird thing was i mean when we bought this and i don't remember whether it was, i'm pretty sure i told you but financially we we bought this house after all the shit with my brother we bought this house because it, fi- it made financial sense yeah. yeah it was never about living here and wanting to live here it made financial sense for everybody involved everyone would get the best out of it we'd get a chance to, to clear our debts and get ourselves up the ladder. And it was all good. And and we've gotten to that point. And, and it's weird because both me and Kat sit there and she goes, we fucking love this house. Like it, it it's not because it, uh, anyone that hasn't listened to my previous bullshit episodes, this, my, my new house was, was my own mother's old house who passed away in 2019. Um, and, and it was, she was a hoarder. Um, so you know, it's now not her house anymore it's my house and everything i've done to it is comp it's a completely different house it feels so different it feels so nice and homely and warm and comfortable and and we really fucking like it and if it wasn't for the wankers that live around my well where we are we'd probably stay here for the rest of our (laughs) lives. but we just don't like the don't like the town we're living in at the moment it's Uh, that's too bad Uh, just people in general are dicks and I don't like them.
0: Dude, I saw the wildest shit. So, so I work, I work remote. I work from home. And, uh, so I pretty much just work out of my bedroom, which is in the corner of the house. So I can say I got a corner office. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but when it's nice out, I work with all my windows open. And so, you know, during one of my little bits of downtime where I'm like waiting for like some report to load or some shit and I'm staring Mm -hmm. out the window. There's this house across the street from me that is perpetually like, it's like Jerry Springer cast, you know, like, like there's always some level of white trash that's living there. You know, the, they'll be barefoot out in the end of the driveway screaming at each other arguments type <laughs> shit. And it's like, yeah. it's been a few different families now. And so it's just like, this house is just a magnet for that, I guess. Um, but I'm like looking out my window and I see this guy, I see the guy come out and then the the, the girl come out. And then it looks like they're arguing. And then all of a sudden the girl just like overhand right and punches this dude right in the face. (laughs) Just fucking decks him. And I'm like I'm like, I write. And I'm like, look out my window. I'm like, I can't believe I just saw that. I just saw my neighbor get like domestic (laughs) fucking abuse. The moment
1: your phone creeps up without you even realizing (laughs) you realize you're filming this.
0: And so now every time I see him outside, I'm always watching with bated breath. Being like, is she going to hit him again? <laughs> like, <what> the... <laughs> yeah, not that this is a funny here, subject or anything, but it's just, I couldn't fucking believe I saw it. Or it's like, yeah, that was like right out in the open. <laughs>
1: what, love what the... it. The people, the people are, are here aren't, aren't that way. They're just. The, the trouble with a lot of people around here is that they, they're very entitled. Like they think they're better than you and that the. the Oh, that's even worse. The general politeness and general, um, you know, just, just being aware of people's personal space seems to have gone out the window and I don't understand why. And, and, you know, God, we could just go down, we're probably going to end up going down this road of what the fuck is wrong with this world at the moment. But (laughs) it's just, the whole world is broken
0: yeah, you know right. what I think it comes down to? Is that a lot of people are very self-absorbed. And and so that's why yeah. they'll do things to where it's like they don't really realize that they're kind of infringing on others with what I they're don't, doing don't because they are so realize. They don't care. Well, yeah, they don't... They certainly don't care. And I think it's because they're so wrapped up in their own shit that they that other people around them are just a secondary concern, if any. Which like, I don't even just, know if you'd call it a which concern. It's
1: crazy, isn't it? I mean, is that... What have we what have we let the world become? Yeah. If that's the way the the future of the race is going. In that you don't care about anybody else but yourself.
0: It's like fucking hell. I mean Oh, it was hugely I demonstrated know. through the pandemic. You yeah, know, yeah, people absolutely. are I mean, more interested in number one than making smart decisions that's good for the group.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, and, and it just—I, uh, uh, mate, I don't understand it. I really don't. It makes people me, hoarded makes toilet me want...
0: paper, Matt. <laughs>
1: <coughs> I know. I just don't want to
0: live on this planet anymore, Joe. What the fuck? <laughs> like I'm gonna be wiping my ass for days. Fuck all these other people. <laughs>
1: but why is that? Why? I oh, just uh, why is yeah. <sighs> It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. I I want to be nice to people. I want I want the world to be a nice place to be.
0: I know, is that I too much really to ask? <laughs> I want
1: I don't want to have to worry about racial equality because I don't want there to be any issues with it. I don't want it to be ever a thing. It's never been a thing to me is that whatever colour you are, I don't give a fuck. You're just a human being. We are all the same inside. We all have a heart. We all have lungs. It doesn't matter what the colour of your skin is. We're all the same person. We're all the same, exactly the same. So why the fuck is there such an issue that, that we can't just all just ignore... Skin colour. Yeah, why? Why is it a thing? Why is sex? Uh, like your, your sex? Um, not sexual orientation, but your your sex a thing? Or male or female? Doesn't matter. I don't want there to be a, 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 a oh, women's rights, men's rights. No, human rights. Just, just generally, we're all the same. Doesn't fucking matter. There shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't be a fucking an arguing factor to the world. Is that? But he's black. But he's she's she's that did it
0: well it just it shouldn't be it should just be everyone's
1: everyone and let just let everyone just get on with their life and be happy
0: i agree i've never understood racism or homophobia or, or or sexism or anything i just i don't get it because at the end of the day i think i've always just been hyper aware that that people are either awesome or they suck like on an individual basis and if yeah. you, it's it's really, really lazy to like just assume that everybody from that particular group is exactly like that person because that doesn't work that way with anything, especially with things as complex as human beings.
2: Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't it's just make lazy.
0: Sense.
1: And I think it kind of annoys me even more because I don't understand it. Because I don't understand why there is this problem. It really bugs me when everyone starts screaming about equality. And I, just, I, I, I find myself getting annoyed about hearing about the solution to the problem that I don't understand. Do
0: you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, Does I, that make any sense? I think for sure then, in America, like when it comes to like the homophobia, I, and then when you look at the amount of like Republican lawmakers that have been busted in like gay scandals, where uh, it's like, dude, you oh, just you, you hate yourself. Like you anyway. just... Like, say what you want about Joe Rogan these days, but years ago, he had a bit in one of his stand-up specials where he said the only two people who are opposed to gay marriage are people who are either stupid or secretly think dicks are delicious. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I think that there's a lot to that. That you know, especially when there's things like conversion camps and stuff like that, where it's like, you're going to go and pray away the gay? Like, get out of here, dude. You know, people... I don't know. People are individuals. If, if you know, it's like if if that's what you are attracted to, then that's the way that you're made. And if you believe in God, then you should believe that God made that person that way. And if you don't believe in God, then, hey, cool, cool, good for you. Then you can at least just then still say, that's just the way that person is. Conversion
1: well, therapy, Yeah. If, if they believe in God, they use God as an excuse for their fear and their hatred.
0: That That is and a sad tr- is. truth, isn't it?
1: Is uh, is unbelievably the saddest truth in the world. Is that I, you know I'm not particularly religious. I believe there's probably something that that's that, that's that there is something behind the scenes might be at work, but but it's never been a thing with me. But like, I, I can't. I never understood hiding your bigotry and hatred behind religion or using a religion as an excuse for something. It's like. Oh, fuck it. It's the worst thing. It's the worst excuse for anything in the world.
0: It really is, because they're taking something that should be, like, faith should be a beautiful thing. And especially if, like, you're touting yourself as a Christian, where it's like, okay, what's one of the biggest tenets of Christianity? You know, love love your neighbor more. Love your neighbor as you would love yourself. Yeah, uh, You know, remember, love is the most important above all. And it's like, okay, but not if it's two guys who love each other, two women yep. who love each other. Get out of here with that. And it's like, but why? Who cares? At the end of the day, it's all the same love. Uh, I I don't get it. I remember when I was talking to my grandma about it, and she's like, well, I just don't understand how, you know, in in the book of Genesis, God would say, be fruitful and multiply, but then he would also make some people gay to where they can't multiply. And I said, well, have you taken into consideration there's like 9 billion people on the planet? She's like, well, I've never thought of it that way. We're
1: pretty fucking multiplied. Yeah. We're kind of (laughs)
0: dumb. Like there's too arguably too many of us. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. It's it's like I I'm very much of the opinion of just be cool. You know, if if yeah. even if I'm around somebody whom I don't disagree with, if they're not being disagreeable to me, I'm not going to be disagreeable to them because I don't know, personally, I feel like I'm very stressed out if I'm in a situation where I have to have beef with somebody and I don't like that. I I want to be cool. Yeah, I I fucking
1: hate it. I just want I just want to enjoy peace and quiet and just get my life <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> it's like let's find that common ground let's not talk about the things that are going to make us disagree and maybe for a little bit of time i can forget about the things you do embrace that make me think you're fully fucking moronic
1: But well, there's a really simple word and it's just called tolerance and if you don't like it that's fine but you tolerate it yes yeah and and by tolerating it, you keep your mouth shut. You don't say, you don't cause a problem. You don't say it's wrong. You don't accuse two gays of being, you know, oh, you're just a disgrace and blah blah blah. Well, you don't do it. You just tolerate. It. Okay, that you do you, I'll do me. That's it. And I think it's just that's the problem is, and I, I think a lot of it's to do with social media and and being oh, a social sure. justice warrior and everything else is that you can say whatever the fuck you want and feel you can get away with it. And the problem is, is now, having sort of stepped back a little bit from, from social media with COVID and, and people kind of are now getting out a little bit more and away from, from hiding behind the screen, it's even because they, they think they can say what they want. And then all of a sudden they're like, actually, you can't fucking say that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're face-to-face with someone and then it all goes completely wrong. And I just I don't understand why people don't just I mean it just it comes down to fucking um JK Rowling, doesn't it? I mean that sort of is just it baffles the fucking shit out of me. Oh I know, it's but like all you
0: have to do is say ca- nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's it. I don't <laughs> care whether you
0: whether you you think what you think,
1: but don't fucking say it.
0: Like, go out of your way to seemingly burn fans and make people never want to support your IP again. It's like, what what the the fuck? fuck? Like, like, did you ever see the movie Kingpin? Yes. You remember where the, the, and then, like, going out and, like, having the world in the palm of your hand and then blowing it, they call it getting (laughs) munson It's like, now it's getting (laughs) Roland. It's like, like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're just colossally blowing it. And it's like whatever who who,
1: who advises them that oh, that's a great tweet to send
0: <laughs> what the fuck who what that I, I don't remember I just... which comedian said it but he was he had a blue check mark so he's that far along in his career but All he right. was he was saying on twitter that when you're making a tweet or a post on facebook or something you're basically addressing like the biggest room and he said in yeah. comedy like the thing you realize is that the smaller of a room you're in, the more shit you can get away with saying wild stuff because it's yeah, a small yeah, pool of people. Whereas when you're the bigger, the room you address, the more you got to kind of think about what you're saying, the
1: wider the demographic going to be.
0: Exactly. And so when you just every time yeah. say something, flip it and put it in a tweet, there's a percentage of the people out there that are going to go absolutely fucking ballistic over it and share their unsolicited opinion. And maybe even depending on what you said, go so far to try and make you lose your job. Or something like yeah. that, and to me, that's just another type of bully. It's somebody who, if you were to talk to them, they would probably be like, "I hate bullies, and I want to stand up to the bullies on the on the internet." And blah blah blah. And it's like, well, how are you gonna by how bullying. are you gonna combat them by being a bully? And it's like, oh, that's gross. Like you just lost you me. You just lost me on your side you, because you broke the one cardinal exactly rule: right. of don't be a dick. It's like you decided you're to exactly be a dick right
1: there, aren't you? <laughs> so at the, at the point, so for example, J.K. Dickface. Yeah. She she puts that tweet out. Now at that point, I mean I I've never liked her anyway. I think she's a fucking hack writer. She's she's not very good at what she does. oh really, I think she's a
0: brilliant writer, but okay, go she's ahead. not She's not. I love if the way she structures paragraphs. Incre-
1: if I have to, to word <laughs> I'm like a dork about again in a fucking book. I will just lose my mind. <laughs> that word is used way too much in the Harry Potter books. Um but at the point where she makes that tweet That's when she needs to be educated, not smashed down. Because as soon as you smash her down, you then, and I know what she said was wrong, and I'm not defending her, but if you then have a conversation with her, trying to educate her about why what she said is wrong, rather than retweeting with hatred, that then gets the people that support her to hate, and it just ends up getting getting exponentially bigger and a bigger slanging match.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because you're
1: right. Because the bully, the people that go, "I hate bullies," I hate that you're transphobic, are then attacking her, and then it, it escalates. Rather than everyone just going, "Okay, that's your point of view. Now let's discuss it." No, I'm going to just go straight in and go. Ah, nah, 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 nah. And it, it all just, it will never get any better until everyone just relaxes a bit. And I know it sounds really silly, and and it 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 is very easy for me to say as a white person, but everyone stop needs to stop being so sensitive towards stuff. Agreed. And and I say this as a ginger, and we are the most persecuted race in the world.
0: <laughs> Probably not wrong, dude.
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going get fucking cancelled now, aren't I? Um,
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, everyone needs to stop being sensitive about stuff and start talking about it more. And that's all there is. That, that's the only thing I can think, that is the only way I can see a solution to most of the fucking world's problems. Is if everyone just discussed it, rather than in the heat of the moment, writing a response on Facebook, writing a response on 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 Twitter, and starting these fucking rants and and arguments and escalations of something that could be resolved or a lesson that could be learnt or 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 a topic that does need discussion, because you know there are things that. That people bring up in tweets that are or, or Facebook posts that are something that does need to be discussed because there are issues there. But all that happens is it gets picked up by someone that thinks that's wrong, thinks what they're saying is is, is inappropriate and is rude or is racist or is homophobic or is is um, uh, uh, you know, anti-trans. Uh, uh, all of these things that we have got to worry about not saying anything wrong in these circles or in this topic and they they just latch onto it and they blow it all out of proportion and before you know it it's a big slanging match between the left and the right and the front and the back and and everywhere all having rather than just going right let's discuss what you said and let's find you know just calmly discuss it and it, it's just weird i hate it I hate the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really I'm do really think that social it. media is one of those things that the darker side of it, like, it probably has, like, if you look at, like, the good that social media does, like, like like for instance, like, I, I wouldn't know you, really, if it weren't for a, a, a social media platform. That was how I got to know you, So you how, how I got to know Kat. Better. You know, like all these people that I'm, that I now know and am friends with kind of all over the world. I, I call that a positive from social media, absolutely. but it was also created out of a corner of social media where the number one rule, there's two rules. Don't be a dick. Don't talk about politics. And that allowed enough of that inherent toxicity that is in every other corner of those, of these public spaces. These public digital spaces are just... Almost any comment section you go through, no matter how benign it is, you can find some idiot that's going to bring politics into it. And then some other idiot that'll then argue with them there. And and it's like, the first person shouldn't have written anything, and the second person should have left it well enough alone. It's like, if you don't feed the trolls, they eventually stop what they're doing because they're getting kicks out of the argument. These are people who just want to battle. They just want to go and scream into the void and have other people that will scream at them across the void. It's like, just... Stop. Just stop all that. It's all a waste of energy. You need a fucking hobby. Yeah,
1: basically. But, I mean, look at what's been going on this week with that that poor girl from um, Obi-Wan.
0: Oh, that's just... It's absolutely sickening to me. The the, yeah. the This contingent of the Star Wars fan base that are absolute... Just... Uh, they're just the worst sorts of people in society where it's like, how can you be a fan of Star Wars? How is there any part... Of that that you connect to besides the empire, that... so so
1: do you do you actually know what's been what 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 was being said or?
0: <coughs> Basically, you know, I knew that she was getting lots of of uh, racist and threatening like DMs so what was and, their, and. What
1: was their problem?
0: That that there's a black person in Star Wars.
1: So James Earl Jones is what?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it, 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 what so, is wrong so, with these so people? Lando you know.
1: Karrasian is what
0: exactly and it's like these people Uh, acting like oh now now star wars is being ruined and in star wars is woke now and it's like dude from the very beginning it was about a group of anti-fascists fighting a fascist government like it's it's the same people who who are then surprised like the same conservative sort of people that are like somehow fans of rage against the machine and it's like do you just not listen to any of the lyrics are you that fucking clueless but well, I think a lot of people are. are. And and I think there's some people out there that are super into Star Wars, but have no idea what the meaning behind it is. Because I don't understand how you could be racist. I don't understand how you could be a racist person and be like, I love Star Wars, but man, I hate anybody else that isn't white. And it's like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a coalition of different species that are working together to go against the Empire that is uh, almost all exclusively Humans, because if you read beyond, you know, into the deeper into it, Palpatine was kind of a fucking racist. He didn't like Mm. non-human species. Who's that sound like? Hmm, (laughs) like these people who like they align more with the Empire, but they're like, oh, I'm a fan of Star Wars. It's like, well, then why do you support the Empire? What's wrong with you?
1: It's just fucking stupid, isn't
0: It it makes me fucking sick the fact that like Kelly Marie Tran from The Last Jedi that she pretty yeah. much had to leave social media because of the amount of shit that that was getting slung at her. Um I know Ahmed Ahmed Best uh put up with a lot of shit after um uh the, the prequels. It's it's just terrible. It's 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 like just let why can't people just enjoy shit? I mean who in their who in the world would have ever thought, you know, 10, 20 years ago that there would be a mini series about Obi Wan taking place in between episodes three and four? That's incredible, yeah. it, but but still, people want to like find little things to nitpick about it, like oh, I don't like the child actor that they picked for Leia or blah 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 or like all this other shit. And it's like, we get more Star Wars. It's like at yeah. the end of the day, if it's a coherent fucking storyline that's not f- absolutely full of plot holes, just be happy.
1: I've only had one problem with it, and I I, I love it. I, I absolutely um absolutely. 100%, all in. The only issue I've had, and I bet you will tell me what it is. What's that? The um, that they've kind of made rebels non-canon.
2: Oh,
0: is by it by
1: killing the Grand Inquisitor?
0: And see, I keep going back to that also, and it's like I've got a handful of different theories. Either yeah. this la- episode three, they definitely talked about him like he was dead. Yes. Um, but the amount of times that we thought a character was dead in, in star Wars that then came back and was very much alive. Then. Yeah. I'm it, pretty, it,
1: I'm pretty it, sure that they're going to either clone him or bring him back or something, because I don't think, especially with what they did at, at star Wars celebrations. Did you see much of that? Did you see much of celebration?
0: Uh, no, I, I more just kind of heard it like, uh, as as covered by a couple different podcasts.
1: So obviously we had the, the them talking about the Ahsoka series, which is coming out next year, which I can't fucking wait for. Um, and they introduced the girl who's playing Sabine Wren, which was fucking amazing. Super like, exciting. Brilliant. But did you also see the other things they did?
0: I know that it's basically going to be a live action continuation of the Rebels storyline. They and...
1: had Chopper on stage.
0: Yes! Yes, I did see that.
1: I, I found that, I, found, I, got, I saw that post on Facebook somewhere, in one of the Star Wars groups I followed, and I immediately sent it to Brian and said, look, on PCR." and I said, I know you've probably seen this, but this makes me super fucking happy, and he <laughs> goes, no, I hadn't seen it, oh my god, amazing.
0: Uh, but, totally amazing, it looked really good. <laughs> Who'd have ever thought that we'd get so live-action Rebels characters, the, or, know, or some of the getting ones here, from Clone here, here Wars. As well
1: uh, We're getting Hera as well, Hera oh. that. As well, so. so
0: I'm so excited um, about that. That was like uh, that's one of those animated characters that you can't like unabashedly like had a crush on. (laughs) What Hera? Yes. (laughs) Fair enough. Without a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) I I just
1: can't wait. I think that's going to be amazing. I'm I'm into the headtails. I I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You and your toilets. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I've been loving Obi Wan so far. I think it's it's been really amazing, um, and I can't, you know, apart from that that one thing, I've not been able to fault it on anything.
0: Yeah, I've been really loving it too, and I really like that they're beginning this in a place where it's it's ten years later, and Obi Wan is basically very broken and doesn't have much of a connection to the Force anymore. And throughout the course of this, the the journey we're going to see him go on is to go from this Obi-Wan that is completely unfamiliar to all of us and get him to the Obi-Wan that we see in A New Hope. That, yeah. You know, I mean, is, you, you
1: can tell in the first three episodes, he's constantly trying. He, he still hasn't had any contact with Qui-Gon. He's still trying to... He's still to too, too fucked find, up over what happened. He's still trying to find answers, isn't he? And I think, yeah, I think we're going to see his... his character arc go through these six episodes of gradually, you know, coming to terms with what happened and finding peace with it.
0: And he's going to have to have another altercation with Vader where he comes away being like, that's why I was a fucking gained the rank of Jedi master, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think so. But man, what did you think we got a Vader in episode three?
1: I, you know what? I loved it. And I thought, why the fuck is Moon Knight a pussy? And then Vader comes along and he's snapping kids <laughs> next Snapping the... kids
2: next? What the fuck? What the fuck is the Dude, that was Moon insane. Just dragging violent.
0: people out of their houses. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my goodness.
1: Like, I I didn't really like the disco lights that were going on on his breastplate. I thought they were a little bit too bright.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it like, like a plane coming into land as he was walking along. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know that's just, it's a new suit it's all shiny the bulbs are bright they haven't burnt for 30,000 well, hours and he can lunacy. clearly
0: shut those off because the hallway scene at the end of Rogue One it's like he seemingly shut his chest lights off yeah. just to make more of a dramatic entrance with just the red lightsaber
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like you know Anakin Skywalker like you are a drama queen but i love you for it yeah <laughs> because that was the most terrifying entrance you could have done man no, they've just I, been I, I, nailing it with the vader appearances since rogue one though right
1: yeah yeah i mean i'm not i'm i'm still not a fan of that movie um but that's more to do with Felicity Jones um, but I, I totally get I what, really what you're saying. Like the, the
0: last time I watched it, I, I paid extra attention to her character to just try to try to just, to just try to make it more right in my head. Like, okay, what what is her motivation for playing this character this way? And Money. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it probably would have come off better with differently cast. Yeah, because uh, she, she just didn't convey did, no, the emotion no, that she was trying to put in.
1: She had no presence at all. You know, it's just, it just... She just had no no spark and nothing that made you sort of think, you know, yeah, you're passionate about this, which was just disappointing. But, I mean, I... I strangely, I mean, and I, I wasn't ever a fan of them, but I found myself enjoying the prequels a lot more than the sequels now. Oh, without a doubt. I... I actually, Rowan wanted to say, Cool, can we watch um, The Last Jedi the other week? It's like, yeah, if you want, we'll put it on. And I put it on, and I had to turn it off. And it's a shame because I really like out of the three movies, that was my favourite. And now I just find that whole three films a joke. I can't deal with any of them. I feel the same way. It's really upsetting. It's like they're just a big pile of shit, and I don't want anything to do with any of them. I, I just questions answers and stupid fan service bullshit <laughs> all the way through.
0: Yes. Dude, when okay, so I'd been in like huge Star Wars mode before Rise of Skywalker released, I had um been reading like every single I started all of the the Marvel com- uh, comics cuz that's kind of where they reset the comic book canon. Yeah. And so I just started and I was reading I was reading the main issue Star Wars, I was reading Doctor Aphra, all this stuff. And, you know, it's got lots of kind of filling in behind the scenes. I think those comics are a really fun read, personally.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Um, especially the, the Charles, uh, Charles Soule, Darth Vader stuff is oh, that was it's fucking amazing. Every single little bit of it is amazing. When, when Vader yeah. is feeling threatened by all the new Inquisitors, and so he's just going into their training sessions and literally cutting off limbs... Off of them to the point that Palpatine has to tell him, you know, hey, you need to slow down on the killing my people stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Or at one point he asked Tarkin to put together a group of his best people to try and hunt him down just because he needed the fucking workout, basically.
1: Uh,
0: Or or like the the first storyline where he has to go and hunt down a remaining Jedi so he can get a kyber crystal. That he can corrupt yep. and turn red and build his first Sith lightsaber.
1: No, uh, it was it was an incredible Fucking run. Out. I, um, <laughs> I've, I've got to buy that on um on on in trade. So yes, I did have it. I'm um, I'm currently um, selling all my comics.
0: Oh, yeah. dude, I've got so many boxes and boxes of loose books that the thought has crossed my mind that I really need to look at a lot of them and, and be like, okay, which ones are truly sentimental to me and which ones should I just throw up on eBay to get out of here?
1: Uh, I, I couldn't even do that. So what, what I've done is I've just, I've given all of my single issues to my a friend of mine that runs my local comic shop and just said, let just give me a fair price for all of them because I I can't, I haven't got the time to go through them on eBay. Um, and if I start going through them and trying to pick stuff out, I'll never get rid of any of them. <laughs> I said, the trouble is, and, and you're the same as me, Joe. Once you've read a single issue, what do you do with it? Bag it, bought it, and it in then the goes box.
0: in the box. Yep.
1: So, what's the point? Honestly, what's the point in keeping them? I'd much rather have a massive collection of trade paperbacks on the shelf where I can at least see the spines and I can pull them out to a friend and go, oh, you've got to check this out without worrying about never being able to replace the single issue again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or, so, or are they
0: going to bend it? Are they going to rip a page? Are they, are exactly. they going to so get greasy like, right fingerprints right now, on it somewhere?
1: So I, I haven't, apart from my graded stuff, which I've got um, a couple of Spider-Mans graded, I've got Batman graded, a couple of others. Apart from those, I've said, right, just give me a good price. So I sold um, all of my spawns and, and I'm uh, all my spawn comics that I got from a friend of mine when he passed away. And I've just, sell, just said, right, take the lot, sell them all. So he's gradually going through a box at a time and then paying out for each box. And I'm doing all right out of it. It's obviously not going to be anywhere near what I paid for it. It might be about breaking even. But one of those, the last box he did sold for, he paid me nearly 300 bucks for. Hey.
0: And that was main,
1: mainly because of the child's child soul Darth Vader run. Because that's worth a fortune at the moment.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, because Shut of the, what's going me. on because with I like, have
0: these Darth Vader books. I don't want them anymore. And I'm like, I will pay for international shipping. <laughs> I I will happily keep these in my closet and then someday talk about that. I shouldn't have bought them. <laughs>
2: um, so, I know what you yeah. mean
0: about the paperback trades though. They, they are so much easier. Um, yeah. Uh, recently I finally got Lindsay into reading comic books and right. dude, she's been going on a tear. She's gone What's through probably about half of my collection so far. Um, let's see. She's current on saga which I was super okay. proud of her on that one. She's actually further I, along I'm on Saga than I am on now.
1: Saga. I'm still stuck on The Last Trade because I'm reading it by trades so and I haven't bought uh, any new ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, like I think, four issues out now, which I've read two of, but I think I'm like two issues behind. Right, but, okay. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, she read all the Nailbiter, Nailbiter Returns. Um, she's read pretty much all of Doug Wagner's stuff, so like vinyl and plastic. Nailbiter
1: Returns was a bit disappointing.
0: It definitely wasn't as good as the first one but I thought it was <coughs> it was okay.
1: It, yeah, it was okay. It was entertaining but it wasn't it, I was expecting a little bit more of a run for it and it was kind of like all wrapped up with six issues. I was like, oh, fucking hell, you could have done at least sort of 12 issues and made it a little <laughs> I think bit it was more." Ten. Was it 10? Was it 10? Yeah, it was oh, a
0: it 10 was issue. Ten. I thought
1: it was only six. Issues. All right, well maybe 20 issues, maybe you've doubled that and and made it a little bit more of a mystery rather than kind of just it just seemed a bit of a gratuitous, violent comic for the reason, for no reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rather than the...
0: They could have taken much more time to actually set it up. It probably would have done yeah. better as a 20-issue run. And, yeah. and they could have paced it out a little bit I still enjoyed it. And I, I love the artwork. So, you know,
1: I'm not going to complain about it too much. But just, oh, yeah. it wasn't as... I think that's I Mike really Henderson. when I heard it was coming. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, when it was coming, I was really excited. And then I got a bit disappointed seeing it. Um, I'm not current on Ascender. I've got to get wrapped to reading that.
0: Yes, I need to get yeah, – because I think I've only read the first couple issues of Ascender. And so that's one I that – I think I've
1: read the first two trades.
0: Oh, nice. I, you know what? So I um,
1: – I mean, you, you'll remember that Ber- uh, Birthright is one of my favorite comics of all time, Joshua Williamson. Everybody uh, in my
0: house has read that now. <laughs>
1: uh, so so I, when I was ill, I ordered the – is it the 10th trade?
0: Yes, probably.
1: Uh, and I thought, oh, great. I'll read the next trade. I can't wait. And then I looked at it, and I saw it said conclusion. Uh-huh. I was it's like, I'm not run. reading that. I'm not reading it. Oh. And it's still sitting there, because I don't want it to end. It's still
0: <laughs> sitting downstairs,
1: and I haven't read it, and I won't read it, because I don't want, to, I don't want to finish it.
0: Oh, I, I will tell you this. I thought it had a satisfying ending, and and I was... Oh, it
1: probably, I'm sure it does. I just don't want to
0: finish it. Yeah, no, I know that you feeling. Know I mean? um, dude, I everybody know, in my house has gone through and read it now. Um, I love Birthright. Uh, both, uh, both the boys have read it and Lindsay read it. Um, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, 50-issue run, and it's it's a great story. It's the, this kid gets abducted and kind of taken to this, this world where time moves a lot faster. So a year later, he shows back up, but he's a grown man. And it's a very, very compelling fantasy story.
1: Yeah, it's superb. Uh, what else have we read? I read... Um... Uh, the spider verse the, the the entire compendium of spider verse oh was good. nice
0: i that that's never, something that i've, I've wanted read to read before. for a while but i just haven't my... really
1: good it's a Is little it bit Bendis? all over the place for, uh yes i believe so um and it, it was the collected the whole collection so it was like it was a bit all over the place because you're jumping from from different runs to different runs and then it accumulates in this in this main story um, that was really freaking good. I really enjoyed that, um, and I keep on trying to get Rowan to read that because he loves Spider-Man. But he's he's still a little bit young to sit and read comics. Yeah, um, at seven, he's still quite not not quite getting it. Um, I bought him a Futurama comic and a Simpsons comic, and he read those and enjoyed them. But...
0: <laughs> that was the boys' it's, it's... intro. It was Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. IDW comics. <laughs> uh,
1: and I've given him, I've given him access to my comicsology app. I said, "Right, you can, you know, you can read what you want, but you have to kind of check it off." with me, because obviously there's stuff like the boys on there and, and <laughs> Saga and yep. you know all this other stuff, stuff that's way out of his, his comfort zone. Um, but he just kind of he, he doesn't really read it at the moment, but. And um, he you know, he he's he's interested. He really is
0: interested in it, so which is cool. What I did was I took every single trade off my bookshelf that was like kid friendly. So yeah. basically, it was like if it's you know if it's violence, I'm not that worried about it because they play video games and so they understand yeah, the yeah. difference. It, it's more it's like you know I don't want to let an eleven year old or you know even like a fourteen year old read books with like the level of sexual content that's in some of this stuff you know especially like with the boys or a saga where it's just like Preacher. no you can you can wait till you're a little bit older before you're looking at yeah, that stuff i don't exactly. want that warp in your fucking young brains right yet
1: i mean i'm just kind of letting him go wild on the marvel stuff to be honest with you i'm just sort of saying right <laughs> any anything that's marvel even deadpool because it's all relatively censored i think you can read any of that it's fine
0: here's um, the one that hooked and, liam so 11 years old, the first entire run of a comic book that he reads is Invincible.
1: Oh my God, see, I haven't read all
0: that. Dude, It's 144 issues, I think. He chugged through it. It was wild oh, how fast trade. he read it.
1: I've read the first trade, and that's it. And I haven't read anything more than that. And I, it wasn't because I didn't enjoy it. It's just, it, it's, I just haven't gotten around to it. I've, I've had other stuff that I was like, oh, I'll read a trade of that, and I'll go and read that, and then I'll come back, and I'll never go back to it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only one thing where, thing I've read. You know,
0: pick up the compendiums. You can get it in three different phone I've, book size. I've, comp- got,
1: I've got them on my fucking comicsology, dude. I bought the fucking things. I just have. <laughs> I'm just terrible at reading stuff like that. I kind yeah, of get a little get bit you. bored about being stuck in one world for a while. I mean, the only I think the only comic I have read from start to conclusion currently. Oh no, no, that's that's a lie. I've read Preacher, The Boys. In its entirety, many times, um, and Walking Dead from from one to conclusion, and that's still one of my favorite runs of any comic ever. I absolutely adore The Walking Dead.
0: I've read all of the boys. I think I've read only the first two trades of Preacher, so that's probably like like twenty six issues because I think they're thirteen issue trades. Yes,
1: you've got. Uh, you, uh, why why did you stop reading Preacher?
0: Um, I don't know. It's one of those ones that I need to get back into and finish because I loved you every do. bit of it that I read.
1: Creature is is phenomenal. And I will probably go back to reading it again at some point because it's just one of those books that just makes me happy, even though some of the content in there is so fucked up. It's, <laughs> it's like very beyond fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> But it's it's just so well written, and Garth Innes is just a genius of of comic book writing. He can just he just gets his point across in the most crude manner
0: possible. <laughs> Dude, there's but, some fucked yeah. up stuff in the boys, <laughs> like oh, some very yeah. fucked did, up stuff. Have you um have you started season three yet? I've watched the first episode of it so far, and oh I absolutely loved it. I couldn't believe what the the shit they did with the shrinking guy.
1: I knew as soon as as that scene started, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I was like, this is going to go wrong.
0: I can't (laughs) believe we had a CGI dickhole.
1: (laughs) I I wish wish I'd been filming Kat when she watched that because her face. (laughs) And I'd I'd never seen, even when we were watching uh, Game of Thrones and we got to the Red Wedding and I knew what was coming and she had no idea, I'd never seen her face look as shocked as it did last night. When we watched that
0: that guy go up the dick hole. Yeah, dude, that was (laughs) wild. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) That was insane. I was like, I know what's happening. (laughs) This is not going to end well. (laughs) I thought that was a hell of a first episode, though. Um, It was
1: a really good first episode. my God, how good is Homelander at this kind of on-the-edge, psychotic, fucking... The, the, like he literally on, looks like he's on the brink of a break any moment. Oh and yeah. No, Anthony Starr's playing the shit is, out of that. He is superb at it. Really is superb.
0: Now he needs to win an Emmy for, for what he's he doing in that role because to, to play, I don't know. It's like the Homelander in the, in the comic is, you know, somewhat threatening, but it's like what they're, what Anthony star is doing with that character in you know live action is it's 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 an elevation of the source material in my opinion
1: well but Homelander in the comic is kind of he's he's not as an he's not immediate is he he's quite a distant sort of thing
0: well exactly it's just that when he's there he's bad news but it's like it's not like a lurking menace like he is in the show no where where you can tell that he's just a (laughs) like a, a psychotic break away from being a very very big problem
1: yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. But no I'm I'm yeah, I'm thoroughly looking forward to getting back to more of that.
0: Yeah, I'm excited they dropped the first three episodes.
1: Is uh, it the first three, awesome. Yeah. So, so we'll be watching yeah, I, more tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, I watched the first one earlier and that's when I was like, Oh shit, I can't sit here and in, in this on the couch for three hours. I need to go for a bike ride. And, I
1: need and, to go have a nap. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then I got from back from my bike ride and had a nap. <laughs> Had
1: a glass of milk in a nap. It was very nice. I had my fan <laughs> on. <laughs>
0: oh my lord! House to myself, so I'm not going to get waken up to the sounds of like feet running up and down the hallway.
1: Yeah, which sound so like nice. a
0: fucking drum. Yep. Then a door yeah, slam. are they? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with kids that can't like close doors. Like quietly, it's like they have to slam them. It's yeah, have
1: slam them. Don't turn lights off. <laughs> yeah.
0: you know,
1: don't pick up after them. So, uh, oh wait, that's just kids. All we'll kids. leave the fridge they're, door wide
0: open while they're getting their glass oh, of whatever, and it's like close the fridge door. I'm gonna be closing it. I'm gonna put this back, and it's like close it and then pour your drink and then put it back away. How's that hard to figure out? Or,
1: or it's opening the fridge and going and and just looking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you looking for? Oh, something to eat. Well, you might, surely you must have an idea before you open the fridge. <laughs> nope. What you want what you're looking for? Nope. Just looking, see what you got. Okay, fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! It's funny shit. Then Lindsay makes fun of me about. It. She's like, "That's got to be such a dad thing that you care about them holding that fridge door open." And I'm like, I, I, I don't know why, but it it bothers me at a visceral level. It's, it's like, that door shouldn't be open for very long. <laughs> it doesn't need to be open for very long.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's a thing. It is a thing. I don't know why. It's just like, no, get, close the fucking door.
0: Close <laughs> the fucking
2: door. They're
1: just... It's so weird. <laughs> the thermostat as well. Touching the thermostat.
0: Oh, thankfully get they don't do that. any of that shit. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of just let Lindsay have the run of the thermostat, and I'm, I'm not too picky about it.
1: God, you're a brave man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love my wife, but if she
1: had her, her way, the fucking house would be 24 degrees all the time, <laughs> and, uh, and we'd be in debt to the gas company for the rest of our life.
0: See, and that's why it's better for it to let Lindsay, because she's the more frugal-minded one of us. Like, I would be the one that'd be more like, it's hot out. Let's make it 67 in here. <laughs> it's like, that's a well, terrible, no, see, that's I, a terrible I like, idea. I
1: like it cold, so I'm quite happy not to have heating on at all. I like it um, cold,
0: too. But,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, you're in a different climate, though, aren't you? You don't have it cold. Generally, it's warm out there.
0: Yeah, for them, I mean, you know, we've got a few months of the year where it gets really, really cold. and But I'm pretty good at just bundling up. Like, yeah. d- oh my God, dude, I got these insulated freaking uh, jackets, like a insulated flannel where it's like the, the Sherpa fleece on the inside. Nice. Oh my God. That thing is, it's one of the best garments I've ever bought in my life. And it really <laughs> got me through this last winter. <laughs> Cause it's like my, my room, like where I have my office, it's like, I don't. For whatever Your reason, office. my my corner office, but for whatever reason, it's like the vent in here, it's like in the wintertime, it'll be a few degrees colder than the rest of the house. And in the summertime, it'll be a few degrees hotter than the rest of the house. And I know because I have a right. fucking thermometer I put on the wall so that I could have science <laughs> to back up my claim. But it's like in the wintertime, it's like, is there, a, <laughs> am I sharing this room with a fucking poltergeist? Why is it so cold? In in fact. <laughs> And then in the summertime, it's like, where's that fucking ghost? It's so hot in here. (laughs) Now it can come back. Uh, But for the most part, it's like if I can sleep with a fan on and I can put my feet out from under the blanket and have the fan hit my feet, then I can probably find a place where I'm okay. Do you know how
1: much those fans cost to run, Joe?
0: I need it. I need my box fan. And what's terrible is it's rubbed off on my kids. So when we sleep, there's three box fans running in my house oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it is god. what it is I never even uh, considered the combined energy cost of three it, fans running ridiculous. every
1: night I, I, I'm terrible I mean every single bulb in this house is low voltage LED right
0: oh that's what we've switched to they tend to last and longer
1: I, too they do and I still go around and turn them all off when no one's in the room
0: <laughs> yeah I do that shit all the time
1: <laughs> just cause it's like i know go turn them off i got to turn them off it, it, I just, I've turned into such an old bastard, like looking at the, watching the solar panels, like the readout on the solar going right now. We're, we're earning enough now. I can turn the tumble dryer on, <laughs> or I can do the dishwasher. Ah, <laughs> uh, It's a sunny day. We can like, turn the oven on. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> we're in I've the summer months here the... now, too. So I've got my pool opened up for the season. And so that means I'm running that sand filter constantly. Oh Jesus Christ. I know, I can just sit this outside and just watch you, my little you, you are electric meter spin. For global warming.
1: <laughs> you 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 on your own are responsible for climate change, Joe. <laughs> well
0: at least I don't your, have to drive everywhere for work every day. So. Your
1: three box fans and your fucking pool visa. <laughs> Jesus. Go in a sandy pool and have sweaty feet. It's easy to deal with. <laughs> fucking hell.
0: Oh, dude, there's a little leak in the pool that I had to deal with this season. So that's a first. So I'm wondering.
1: Did you get some of that awesome tape that they keep on advertising on the the, the like the tele, marketing channels? I
0: did. <laughs> I did, and that's what I stopped the leak slap with. It? <laughs> did you slap it on the way they did? <laughs> yeah, but from the inside of the pool. When I put it on oh, the outside, okay. it didn't last for very long. It does not well, seal as good as the commercial. Rubbish. <laughs> when you do it from the outside like that. But what <laughs> happened was there was a fucking raccoon. Maybe you didn't
1: slap it hard enough.
0: There was a raccoon. <laughs> there was a raccoon coming into my yard at night and scratching at the fucking pool, trying to get a drink of water. Apparently, the oh, fucking yeah. little asshole.
1: On the, on the adverts, they slap that thing on there like they're slapping a redheaded
0: stepchild. I mean, they really <laughs> go for it.
1: <laughs> so maybe, maybe
0: just try it harder. Uh, no, well, I, I, say, I think that tape. raccoon might have pulled that fucking piece of tape off, though. Because it was, like, on there, and it had like... Is this the
1: same raccoon you were fighting with last time you were talking about it with Stephanie? Yes,
0: yeah, which... Have, which... You, have you
1: not got him yet?
0: I haven't seen him in a few nights, uh, but Lindsay, like, shredded up another bar of Irish spring soap and kind of sprinkled that around a bunch of different places in the yard. we had read that that'll kind of make them want to go away, but... I haven't, so... I haven't seen it recently, so it, it might have <laughs> fucked off. Have you, um... Have you ever heard of a comedian
1: a comedian called Jasper Carrot? I don't think so. Okay, I'll have to try and find um, uh, the sketch for you, um, but I'll give you a rough idea. So basically, uh, he 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 got this whole thing about having a mole in his garden. Do you have moles? Yeah, you do have moles. No, yeah, you they, have gophers, don't you?
0: No, we got, I have moles in my yard. They fucking suck. Okay. I've got this little windmill that's supposed to drive them away. They have tunnels literally going right under the windmill.
2: <laughs>
1: so he has moles in his garden, right? So, it, and it, it it all accumulates. It gets worse and worse and worse, and and trying to solve this mole problem, until eventually he's sitting outside in the middle of the night with a with a head torch, a, a torch struck to his head, a shotgun on a swivel chair, <laughs> spinning round in his garden, and he gets accosted by the police, and they what the fuck are you doing? Mole hunting, sir. <laughs> and I just had this, uh, this image of you when you were talking about that with Stephanie, you doing the same sort of thing, hunting for this fucking raccoon with your BB air gun.
0: Dude, the <laughs> next step was going to be getting a child's bow and arrow <laughs> because it's like, at least it won't go very far, but at short range. I'm going to shisk this motherfucker. They
1: are vermin, aren't they? You can, you, you can kill them or not.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't tell anybody. No, but they are—they
1: are vermin out there, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and generally, if you got ones like coming around and you see them during the daytime, because I've seen this thing like walking down my sidewalk, like when it's still light out, and it's usually that's not good. So I mean, because you know, because raccoons are one of those species that they can carry rabies.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: um, But no, I I haven't seen it recently. Um, uh, Oh, today I was out in my yard. In this, like, tiny, skinny little black female cat wearing two different collars just wanders into my backyard and just walks right up to me and just jumps up in my arms and just starts nuzzling Ooh. its head into my beard. And, like, it just wanted to be Ooh. best friends with me for, like, a half hour, and then it just left. Weirdest shit ever. <laughs> That's bizarre. It was totally bizarre, but it was, like, the friendliest little cat in, like, two collars, no name tag or anything. Um, it had a little spot on its tail where it looked like it looked like it had either been shot with like a pellet gun or it oh. maybe had been um uh in a fight and something bit its tail really bad, but she had like a little bit of a pussy spot on her tail,
2: but oh, I was good, figuring
0: good. with two collars on it it's got to, she's gotta to belong to somebody, and so I resisted the urge to like give her food and water, but oh yeah. she was such a sweet kitty, but I've already have two I cannot have a third cat, Lindsay would murder me no
1: oh. Yeah, we have still just got the one at the moment, and he's uh, he's adapted very well to his new house. <laughs> he likes it a lot, and he's making friends, and he's hunting lots of mice and bringing them in.
0: Oh no! <laughs> and letting them go. So it's an indoor outdoor cat. Out. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he
1: you, dude, there's no way you could keep him indoors. This thing, he's literally cause I, yeah, you
0: know,
1: and and I get what you were saying when you were talking to Stephanie about it, and it, it would be heartbreaking if he didn't come home, but. At the end of the day, he's just – he has always wanted to be outside, and he loves it outside, and he goes climbing, and he he ends up on the roof on the top of the van.
0: Wow. Yeah, you know, and
2: he goes <laughs> Adventure off
1: for miles. Cat. At some point, I'm going to put an air tag on him and actually see how far he goes, because I reckon he goes wandering for miles. And then he just comes <laughs> back, and he he's, he's never had a problem. And, like, you know, let's say if you move house and you're letting the cat out, you've got to keep them inside for a month or so?
2: Uh-huh.
1: He managed seven days. <laughs> and he's like, we've got to let him out because he's starting to climb the walls. And he went out, wandered off, came straight back, never had an issue, not a problem at all, not even a glimpse of a problem. And he's been brilliant. And, um, yeah, but he does bring mice in for play. And I think, you know, a lot of the time it's like, it brings it in and it's alive.
0: Oh my God.
1: sake! Like, like and then because it, it, of course we're, we're not finished, so you can get under the floorboards, it, And we've now got, not got a problem, but we've got one or two mice running around and chewing odd things. And we have to put a trap down, a humane trap, and then catch them and then go and let them go and all of this other shit. And then I came down the other morning, and the fucking little sod is lying on the middle of the living room rug. Like, almost sort of sprawled out Burt Reynolds in front of a fire kind of manner. (laughs) Just batting this mouse in his mouth with his paw <laughs> the thing's absolutely dead so i thought right okay cool. get out of the way picked it up with kitchen towel took, went took it out put it in the bin came back in and he is so pissed off that he can't find his mouse <laughs> he's looking <laughs> everywhere for this fucking thing where the fuck has it gone and he's looking under here and under.
0: and he's just
1: oh. Stop bringing him in. Please. Stop what would have been great
0: for you to come back and he'd add a different mouse in his
1: mouth. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put it past him. He'd just get another one out of his pocket.
0: Exactly. But,
1: and, but he does it and he comes in. And I've, I've seen him do it. He did it one morning a, about a month and a half ago. And he came flying through the cat flap. And I, uh, uh, it was only because I noticed it. Out of, and he makes such a noise when he comes through in the morning. Fucking pigeon in his mouth. Wow. A full pigeon in his mouth. I just went, nope, out. He just turned straight around and went out the door, out of the cat back again. So he's good. He knows he knows he's not supposed to do it, but if no one's around, he'll still have a go. But yeah, a full grown pigeon. He had it by the neck and he just waltzed in and he's not a big cat. He's not big at all. He's he's probably small to average size and he just bounded in with his fucking pigeon in his mouth. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, god.
0: Outside." That's incredible. He <laughs> and he, he's
1: he is a good boy. He's he's lovely, but we might we might end up having I think we the the pieces the at the moment is that we're having um our middle daughter and her fiance are going to come back and live with us for a year um to help them out financially and obviously with the cost of living, it means that we'll then get rent coming in and it'll I mean, everyone's better off for a little while. Oh, nice! um, And she has a she has a pug called Major and a a rare breed cat called um, Luna. Um, So we're just trying to work out the uh, the way of stopping her cat going out, but letting Natsu go out. So it's a bit tricky. Um, So we'll sort that out. But I mean, we we think personally, we think that she should just be let out, but. It's, cause, you know, I don't know. it's just difficult, isn't it? I do get it. It's an expensive rare breed, but... Mm. It's a weird one. So anyway, that's all going to be going on. So I don't know how Natsu's going to take to that, having company in the house all of a sudden after not after being the only the only animal for three or four years. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure he'll get used to it.
0: <laughs> you hope so, right? I mean, because it it's, it's, it it's, it's hard to say with cats sometimes
1: yeah i mean he he is a friendly cat he, he doesn't ever have problems with with the nate all i mean there's, there must be at least 10 other cats in the neighborhood that all sort of accumulate in our garden. oh huh,
2: well if he's he not never coming home bloody, with man. any of
1: them um, no 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 he's had, once he's had a bit of a scratch on his nose but but he's never he's never there's never much fighting there's never any problems and they all just sort of chill out in the sun and they go to one driveway and then they're in the other one and then there's are in the garden and he's never had a problem with it so he should be all right. It's probably just going to be a bit of a an acclimatization time and then he'll be okay. Yeah. Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Silly little bugger.
0: Thor's still out in the garage. He's still, is he still there. <laughs> he's still. It's like it's like I've got like Emma's old. So our old uh, Mr Shih Tzu that we had for many years. We've got her yeah. kennel set up out there and I've got like a blanket draped over it. So it's like a little cave that he can go into. He never goes into it, but he sleeps on top of the thing all the time. But half the time <laughs> I'll go in the garage and there'll be a shit on top of it. And it's like, dude, nice. it is five feet away from the litter box. Why did you take a shit here where, where you like to sleep all the time? It's like, I don't get it. And, and now he's kind of leveled up and he's discovered the path to climb up my different storage shelves and get up above the climbing wall. And so he'll just lounge on that. And then the other day he took a shit up there. Aiden came in the house and told me, he's like, uh, Thor took a shit up above the climbing wall. And I was like, how do you know? He's like, it was very farty. And I was like, oh my God.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Aiden's just in there looking for the cat and here's a farty shit coming from over his head. And he just bailed.
1: Uh...
0: Yeah. So I had to get a stepladder out and clean up that shit. That was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not nice.
0: <laughs> but I mean, he's he's he seems to love the garage. And he's he's all Fair over enough. the place in there.
1: If he's happy, he's happy, isn't he? I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we miss having him in the house because, like, of the two cats, he's definitely the sweeter of the two. Jack's kind really? of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> I love having
1: an asshole cat.
0: I know, I I love him too, and, and it, I, he cracks me up all the time because he just looks at everybody with this disapproving look on his face all the time. Like oh, he's just looking at you and just judging you and just being, is this really how you're going to do all this? Yeah. Fuck, I guess. Okay.
1: That look. R- Nazi does that to me all the time. Like <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> but he's, uh, I, I don't know
1: about you, but fucking Nazi really bossy. Like uh, morning and evening. He'll, he'll demand his food. Oh yeah. So, That's the way
2: Jack is.
0: Like, Fuck off. Just
1: wait. <laughs> would you? And then, uh, I've, you know, because I, I I I do like the Amazon subscribe and save stuff. So his cat food's on that, and it was one that he liked. And I was like, right, okay, I get that. And I get like two boxes every month or every couple of months, and it keeps us going. Now they've had real trouble getting hold of it. I don't know whether that's to do with the the cost of living stuff and the shortage of food and whatever else. But they've had trouble getting rid of this, getting hold of this certain food. So we've had to use other brands because we can't get it. So we've gone to the local supermarket and we've got theirs and we've got... And he's literally been turning his nose up and he's been... So you'll feed <laughs> him it one day and there'll just be a pile of liver left. He'll eat everything else, but he'll just put all the chunks of liver to one side. And then the next day you give him something else and he just won't eat it at all. And he just sits, just sits there looking at you going, I'm not eating this shit.
2: I'm
1: not eating it at all. No, fuck you, I'm not eating it. And by the end of the day, he's eating it. And he's asking for the next pouch. Yeah, you'll go hungry. Fuck you... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, he's just bossy. Um, but he's he's a good cat. I do love him to death.
0: Well, we've really figured out that Jack takes his dry food and gets at least a quarter of it just spread out on the floor all around the food oh, bowl. And I apparently Thor was coming along after him and then eating all the food off the floor. Right. To the, to the point Thor's where we would even that. see yeah. Thor like put a paw in the cat food and like pull food out and throw it on the floor and then eat it off the floor. And we're like, well, that's weird. Right, okay. But... <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know if Jack was being a dick to him and just being like, "You eat the food on the floor. The stuff in the bowl is Bitch. mine."
1: Yeah, <laughs> the fucking, yeah, you came along last. Gave this shit off the floor.
0: Fuck's <laughs> <For laughs> sake! I can see it happening because he is kind of an asshole cat, oh, <laughs> but he's really, really adorable and, and like he's so cute when he sleeps. So. Oh, bless. <laughs> Uh, dude, I've had a great time uh, catching up with you. Yeah, man, it's been awesome. It's um,
1: been very fun.
0: <laughs> I know you're not like really on any podcasts or anything, but is there is there anything you want to promote or any social no, media you want to put out there? I,
1: there's nothing anymore. The D and D has ended, so um yeah, we're we're it's all I'm just just me, just just me.
0: Any any talk of that maybe starting up again at some point?
1: Um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I'm I'm not really talking to. uh, It's all a bit difficult. I I think. Um. I was when I was going when I was sort of at my darkest point. I, I kind of didn't want to deal with them, and I kind of just disappeared off of the the the. Um. The message threads and i didn't want to uh, you know I, I wasn't in the mood to listen to dick and fart jokes and and you know ah, uh, that's fair talking about anime boobs and stuff. I, I, so i just sort of went no i'm not gonna do it and i think they kind of thought i wasn't interested anymore and i was i just you know i just needed a bit of time to deal with real life which sucked um and then it kind of just got I think Jai got a new job and it just became too much of a chore to try and organize to get everyone together, so they just abandoned it. So, which sucks because I do miss it and I did enjoy it, but it was.
0: Those were really fun episodes.
1: It, it, they were, and I, I'd like to do it again, but I, I don't think I'm particularly the, the most popular person with them anyway at the moment. I think I'm a little bit to blame. I think they, I, they blame me a bit for it ending, so i just kind of kept quiet and
0: out of everyone's way wow yeah well you know it's been a rough couple rough last couple years for a lot of people and especially so with everything you went through with your health and all Mm. that and i'm really glad you pulled out and are are doing in a better state now i remember when when cat first brought that up in the admin thread and everything and and i was texting with you and and just kind of like you know making jokes and stuff with you and for me it was (laughs) like i I was worried for you you know Yeah. Well, I was like, I was like, I was like, if, like, if if he's worried at all about this, which I'm sure you were, then it's like, he probably wants to have a laugh from, from yeah, a friend. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to just write him really terrible kidney jokes and try and get him to laugh.
1: <laughs> and they were very much appreciated. Between between you and Nana, you were the two two that just literally kept me entertained with stupidity all the time um
0: i'm so happy I mean, to hear that
1: nana it's... nana literally like, the first day i was in Guilford hospital literally
0: facetiming me. mean, what the fuck have you done now <laughs> i,
2: like, what? Leave me alone.
0: I'm fine. I'm I love nana anything. i gotta get him on the podcast he's been elusive
1: yeah no he's 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 an amazing guy i love him to death he's um yeah he he came down and helped me actually when we were trying to finish up the house build. He came down and helped me for a day, and That's awesome. you know he's been down and see We came down and saw us late last year as well. Um, we just sit and chat and talk shit, and you know it's 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 awesome. It's really nice. So yeah, it's um, all good. But yeah, it was it was, it was difficult, but well, you know I'm sure we'll do something new. Maybe even I try. I might try and sort of think about doing another dnd podcast on my own and fuck everybody else but we'll see what happens
0: there you go future's I wide know. open yeah yeah add another hobby it's
1: to do something else to distract me from from all the other shit i'm supposed to be doing <laughs> right <Now> mountain <I'm> biking <laughs> miniature painting reading comics doing all that. everything else yeah that's fine add another <laughs> one on there
0: oh and we are to work oh fuck okay <laughs> yeah. And work, right. and family responsibilities. Yeah. And it's oh. like, oh, the window of free time is so small now. <laughs> it's tiny,
1: isn't it? It uh, is fucking no, I'll just, just stick to what I'm doing. It's fine. I'm happy at the moment.
2: <laughs> well, that's no, the best no, there's thing.
1: No, there's nothing to promote. I mean, yeah, check, check my Instagram out if you want to see my my carpentry work. Um, and if not, don't worry about it.
0: Which is awesome, <laughs> dude. You're a fucking artisan. Uh, uh, I love seeing those posts. I mean, it's... it's I know it's fine craftsmanship for sure. It's really, really cool. Uh, yeah, I haven't.
1: I should have been doing them actually. The past week, I've been making gaming tables for a comic shop, um, and I haven't taken any photos or done anything about them. And I should have done. They're, they're coming up really nicely, so, so I'll, uh, I'll try and do some posts about those next week. Awesome. Can...
0: Is your Instagram? Is it uh, at MK Carpentry?
1: Mm, hang on a second. I'll have to have a look. Hang on. There might be some underscores in the terrible, terrible sure. um, <laughs> there. Terrible, terrible podcasting. M.K underscore Carpentry. There go. we go. That's me. <laughs> get me up. Get me up to 300 followers. That'd be amazing.
0: <laughs> Check it out, people. It is really good stuff. You are very talented at that. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> You're very
1: welcome. Go and have a nap now. I won't tease you anymore
0: about your naps. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep taking them, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. Oh, dude, thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been StartCast.